one dollar. There it was. <laughs> All right, guys, it is Friday. It is Chipotle Fridays around here. Uh, we just had the Chipotle World War III event over here. <laughs> but Pearl, you're fed. You're, you're feeling good. Yeah, I'm feeling good. Thank you to the team that got Pearl Chipotle. It was, uh, it was about to be a disaster. But anyway, welcome to SauceCast. We live. It's Friday. We're having cocktails. You're drinking. I'm, I'm done with mine. Okay, can we get I'm ready to can go we get Destina? Well, cheers to you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Well, you I'm halfway through. Okay. Okay. Well, Pearl and Alex are drinking water and coffee, um, but it's one of those days. It's Friday. If you're watching from home right now, pour a cocktail, have a beer, have a drink, have a tea, whatever. Get yourself comfortable because today is going to be one of the sweetest, most disagreeable, nicest, most contentious, uh, just sweet things while yelling at each other episode you've ever seen in your life. I feel like we're going to be disrespectfully respectable and agreeable today. In all those words. A lot of different things going on like that. Anyway, welcome to SauceCast. This is where finance meets romance, the sexiest financial podcast in the world. And today we've got some special guests today. Wider range of topics. I don't think anything's off limits. I asked them before the show, is there anything that's off limits? They said, let's fucking go. That was you specifically. Yeah. Okay. So who's on the show today? So you guys learn, by the way, real quick, Nat, what do we want these men out there to, want, to do? Want to see them get paid, laid, laid and, do, and it do it your way. way. Thank you, Nat, for being in the house. Anyway, Destiny's in the house. Don't call me Steven. Certainly don't call me Junior. Destiny's in the house. Twitch streamer, YouTuber, political pundit, best hair in the business. What did what I leave out? I'm banned on Twitch. So banned on Twitch. Twitch right now, My bad, all you Twitch guys out there. 100% right. Pearl is back. She just hit a million. Mm -hmm. She's doing it. She runs the pregame. She's fucking killing the game. And uh, you're back for your fourth, fifth, tenth show you've done with Valuetainment this week. I don't know. I've been here a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's why you get all the free Chipotle you want. Even if yeah. it's two hours late. All right, well, welcome back. Better late than never, That's right? true. Deliver. And then Alex, playing with fire, is in the house, dating, relationships, how to kind of operate as a dude out there in the jungle yeah. that is modern-day women. Yeah, Fair to do, say? How to succeed as a man. Uh. Let me hear your best man, uh. Uh. That was more like female-ish. Uh, give, me, give me something better. I, I'm, not, I'm not the porn star. I can't Come do on, that. bro. Well, you've already anyway, hung one out there. Is that yeah. the last impression you want to leave them with? Is that what you're going to do? Uh. Uh. Okay, uh. There wow. we go. Okay. You got your girl right there. Her panties are soaking now if you did that. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, anyway, guys, welcome to the show. Uh, let, let's just give one more cheers, even if you don't have anything in your hands. Go grab a drink. Okay, there we go. It's Friday. Jorge's in the house. Deli's in the house. Guys, um, so much to discuss today. Um, but I want to start with our friend Pearl. Because I don't think that we properly recognize the fact that you just reached 1 million subscribers on your channel. So I don't know if we had a clapping button. We would clap right now. But we'll just do that live on air here. Pearl. <laughs> so you started your show February of 2022. It is now January of 2023. Not a mathematician, but that's less than one year. You went from zero to a million. Mm -hmm. Okay. What's been your secret? How did you make this happen? YouTube shorts, baby. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, I mean. <clears throat> Look into the camera right there and tell all our producers out there who don't get it what they need to do. Um, well, I just created a system where all I'd have to do is make content. I wouldn't have to edit. I wouldn't have to do thumbnails. I wouldn't have to do anything. I chased down, I, I think, the best people in the business to help run my channel. Um, and then we just produce a shit ton of content. Like, if, we're, if my thumbnail guy is making 30 thumbnails a day and yours is making two, who, who's going to be better in three months? Mm. It was my, my thought process. So 
Um, yeah, I would just say it was like frequency and getting a really good team together. Sick. So, yeah. um, you've been doing content for how many years? 10? 10 years. 11, 12, you've been yeah. doing, this is, I'm not coming at you, well, bro. Well, now you're like comparing me no, to I'm her. No, I'm not. I'm not. Okay? You've, yeah. you've been doing content for how many years? About four or five. Four or five years. Um, here's, I guess, the question that I want, and, and we'll kind of go down the line here. All of you guys have blown up in one way or another, okay? Yours has been a more slow and steady wins the race, but you've got... I'm like a Warren Buffett approach. To, I love that. Know, Index you know? investing Absolutely. out there, okay? Yeah. Dollar there cost average hedge this funds thing. that beat me in the short term, but in the long term, I'm here to stay until I, I get like banned you, from bro. everything. Yeah, Anytime you know. you're going to bring up Warren Buffett in a question like this, <laughs> he's from I my like city. You know? I know where his house is. From Omaha? Yeah, he lives in Regency in the neighborhood. Yeah. The Oracle of Omaha? Absolutely. You, two great <laughs> Americans, Warren Buffett and Stephen, AKA Destiny, Omaha. Okay. So you've been the slow and steady index investor of content. You've blown the fuck up. You've been at it for four or five years. You're doing your thing, you've created a niche. So here's the question that I have today. You have gone, let's start with Pearl, but each of you, you've gone from making very little money, I assume, not having a lot of money, to you're raking in the dough at this point. I know what it is to get hundreds of thousands of views on YouTube uh, and a million subscribers. You're starting to have money. You've made money with YouTube. You're also starting to make money with YouTube, right? Like this yeah, pays yeah, your bills, yeah. like no joke. What I want to know is how has your life changed from going from basically a joke to broke. I'm from broke to no joke kind of a thing. From zero to hero. How has life changed? <clears throat> um, I actually think my life is pretty much the same. I don't really spend like much differently. Um, I bought some new clothes. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty much. That's, that's pretty, it. Yeah, I mean, the show has more eyeballs on it, but like when I think of myself a year ago doing the first shows, like I would just say the sets improved, you know, better clothes, better makeup, but that's pretty much it. Like I don't I think my life is that different than a year ago. So what are you doing with all the cash mm. that comes in? So I'll give you an example. I, I'll give you an example. Mm -hmm. um, because the, you're, you're familiar with the concept mm -hmm. of lifestyle creep? Mm -hmm. Fuck. You familiar with this? I was going to fucking use that expression. Now I'm going to look like a mm -hmm. fucking copy. You know what? Forget I said Fuck. that. What were you going to say again, Destiny? Just fucking forget it, dude. Go. What are going to say? Finish. Finish. Are right, you familiar with lifestyle creep? Mm -hmm. Essentially, the lifestyle creep is the more money you make, the more nicer shit you're going to buy, mm -hmm. right? I was only making 80 grand, now I make 150 grand. Well, obviously I'm gonna buy a nicer car, move it to a nicer apartment, buy nicer shit. Mm -hmm. All right, amazing. I'm actually an advocate of doing the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. I went from making 20 grand a year to 100 grand a year to half a million bucks a year, okay? And in that process, I didn't creep on anything. I just kind of kept it simple. I didn't get a nicer car. I just kind of, and just pocketed the dough. And I've been very clear on this, like, because aside from doing value attainment, I work in the finance space. So there's months where, you know, you work on commissions and finance. A shout out to all the salespeople out there, entrepreneurs out there. You know what I'm talking about? It's feast or famine. Some months you might make five, ten grand. Some months you might make fifty or hundred grand. Who don't fucking know? Mm -hmm. But those big months are the months that separate the winners from the losers. Because the losers, per se, mm -hmm. will go out, buy a Rolex, go get a nicer car, go out and pop bottles in the club. What I've done, kind of like you, what inspired this is. I went and bought a $500 suit, mm -hmm. and then $99,500 later, just went in the bank. What a $500 suit? $500 suit. Why don't you ever wear it? What is this? <laughs> Talk, coming damn. from the fucking guy damn, that damn. wears pajamas <laughs> when asked to dress nice. Don't get me started Destiny on you. Is 
come on. I asked he, him to dress nice. I, was, it was a I joke. asked okay. Destiny. Damn. I told you I liked you. I, I told you I liked you. Listen, you got a t-shirt and a fucking jacket on. What's going on? You are wearing the same pajamas. Consistent, all right. Consistent. I'm a slob top to bottom. Yeah, you just own being a slob. I asked Destiny. What was it? Do you remember what the text that we exchanged? By the way, can you wear? It was like business casual or something. In a text, like I don't. These things don't exist. Sweatpants and a D t-shirt. Anyway, the point that I'm getting at here is what separates the winners from the losers sometimes is not spending all the money that you rightfully made. Oh, so I you're saying it. you've only spent it oh, on... I spend it. I just spend it on the business. <laughs> so okay. The first thing but I that's did... not spending. That's yeah. reinvesting in the business. Yeah. The first thing I did was hired people. Um, so I wanted, again, I really wanted to free up my time. So, and I wanted to create a system where all I had to do was sit down and make content. I didn't have to like edit. I didn't have to do any of that. And then, um, the next thing I bought was the studio. We spent over a hundred K on our studio. It was like crazy. And then, um, the next thing I'm trying to save for is I want six months of salaries because my dad says you have to save up. So if you ever have a bad couple of months, you don't have to like start letting people yeah. go. So those are the first three things that I bought. Your dad has got some very good advice for you. Mm -hmm. Destiny, since you're eager to fight with somebody today, and we will allow that. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of that. But let's just keep it cordial. Yeah. You, you, you've, been, you've said that some of your family is like rich as hell. You've also None said of my that family is rich. Some of my family makes an okay bet of money, but that lifestyle creep is real. Okay, I think that's especially what I'm for saying. some immigrant, uh, immigrant people, yeah. Okay, you, you basically drawn the comparison <laughs> that like some of your family is like wealthy on the wealthier side, however yeah. you want to define that. And some are like on the poor, just regular people's side. What, what's the biggest uh, difference in lifestyles and happiness that you've seen between like the spenders and who are, who are getting a lot of shit, consumerism, materialism, yeah, I versus think the more spending, minimalist people? You always think you can spend your way into happiness, but you absolutely you cannot. You can't do it. Um, a lot of people try to, uh, and that lifestyle creep is real, uh, especially if you work in service, like late April rolls around and everybody comes with their tax returns to like waste it on some dumb shit. I worked in a casino. Every time somebody hits a jackpot, they're spending like half of it at the casino immediately, buying their friend steaks and everything. Um, yeah, I've always avoided that. I drove here in my nice little $40,000 car. Um, I spend a decent amount. I pay 5000 a month for rent. But like yeah. other than that, I don't spend money on anything. Like coming from being poor to being in this lifestyle, when you're poor, it feels like being poor is like a trap, right? Like when you're poor, or at least for me, I wasn't thinking like, God, I wish I could have like a nicer car and a nicer house. I was thinking like, God, I wish I wasn't so fucking stressed about bills. So now that I'm wealthy, I don't want like a really nice car and a nice house. I just want like the freedom to like chill. Like if I don't want to work for a month or a year, like I can do that. Like I have like the opportunity to do whatever I want. Like I think that's the most important thing for me. Okay, sorry. Nat's asking you to do what? Make sure you're speaking to the, mic. to the mic. By the way, what he said was very important. Nat, yes. go ahead, Nat. What do you want to say? No, just make sure you speak up for our guests because, you know, they want to hear everything you gotcha. have to say. Gotcha. Sorry. So. I didn't Thanks, speak close Nat. Enough. Don't be shy. Use shy. your voice. I'm look at that shy. smile. Let's get a close-up on Nat, by the way. Let's Hello, look at everyone. that smile real quick. Hello. Happy Hi. Friday. Make yeah. sure you guys like, share, subscribe. Thank you all for joining. And I will be reading all the Super Chats today. Very nice. <laughs> Alex. What, what, give, me your, give me your career background. Like, what were you doing before you got into YouTube, and like, how, how did you make I was your working money? in solar sales, so, and I was pretty good at my job. I got promoted several times in the span of three years. I had a traditional corporate job, and then company I worked for went bankrupt, lost my job, had nine months of unemployment. At that point, I had a Facebook group, uh, so I kind of ran with it. Uh, in terms of like what I could do, I mean, I don't know. I would say I'm like very similar to Destiny. I don't really spend my money on a bunch of things. I just like to have the freedom. I don't have to worry or stress about bills. There's nothing that I can't really afford. You know, with the exception of like boats and shit. Um, so yeah, it's kind of so. Here, what are you? Would any of you guys identify as minimalists? 
some <laughs> small extent. Well, as I show up in all of my own merchandise that okay. I got for free to test. So yeah, I, I would call say. myself like a millionaire minimalist, meaning like I don't need a lot to be happy. Everyone has the same big three expenses, housing, transportation, and food and beverage. I spend a good amount on my housing. I, spend, I don't have a car. I haven't had a car in 10 years. I'm very like vocal about that. And I don't have a fancy palette unless I'm taking a girl out to dinner. It's fucking Subway with the boys and chicken wings. That's it, straight up. But here's something, and this is where I want to go to and open this up for dialogue. Our parents, baby boomer generations, there was this mantra. Let me know if you've ever heard this before. There was this mantra back in the 80s. People used to put it on their bumper stickers on their cars. It was, he who dies with the most toys wins. You ever heard that expression? No. Never? No. no. Can you pull that I up, Matt, like real quick? The, you had the only parents with that bumper sticker. No, I my think. parents <laughs> did not have anybody that. else. He who dies with the most twins wins. This was basically, it came from like the Wall Street movie, Greed is Good. You've ever heard of Greed is Good? Yeah. Okay, we've heard that from Wall Street, uh, Michael Douglas, Charlie Sheen, everything with it. No, Pearl, any of this? Mm -mm. All right, well, anyway, there was, a, there was an article out in the Washington Post like a handful of years ago, and it was like breaking news. Uh, he who dies with the most toys now loses, okay? And it was like kind of like reaffirming what I basically believe is that what you talked about is why you make your money. Essentially what Pearl's doing is it's not to get nicer cars, clothes, yachts, boats, motorcycles, this, that, the other, anything with the engine, you know, say, and you get that engine, just rent it, don't buy it. It's so you can have, the key word, what you have, financial freedom. Just being able to come and go as you please, not having to be at the whim of any job, bill, mortgage, you know, credit card company just doing you, right? So when, like, when you reinvest in your business, what, what do you see happen? Like what are the, you're planting a seed so the tree grows for your business, mm -hmm. right? Like what have you seen? Because in a year, this, like we come back two years from now, five mm -hmm. years from now, you're going to see the tree blossom. You're going to probably have five million subscribers at that point. Mm -hmm. Like what, what are the early effects that you've seen from reinvesting your business rather than like, going and popping bottles in the club, so to speak? Well, the first thing I got was time. Like, I used to do the editing myself, the recruiting myself. Like, it, I mean, you, you know firsthand it's so much work to do a couple live shows a week, like four a week. So I was doing all the recruiting, all the editing, everything. So to me, when I reinvested into people, it was just time. Yeah. Like, that's what I was excited for. When they say for. time is money, it's a real freaking thing. Yeah. And it was, it was to the point, like, this summer, I actually, <clears throat> I was on a credit card. Like, I didn't have any money left. And because I knew I'd get paid, you know how YouTube works. It's like a month delayed. Yep. But um, like I paid other people before I even paid myself because I just wanted time back. Because in the first like three months, it was hell. Oh my god, it was hell. And now? That's fun. Yeah. Now she's fun. doing it. Yeah. I love Pearl's demeanor. Uh, Destiny, you're making good money with YouTube. You do good. You're, I think you're actually a very necessary voice in this world, especially in the red pill world, because you give a counter argument. When are you going to drop a couple G's on some new clothes? <laughs> <laughs> the problem is it's a rat race, okay? Because if I upgrade my threads, people are going to say I need new shoes. If I get new shoes, people are going to say I need new fucking whatever. Yeah, you know, there's some like, people might listen, say that. There's but like, some people might say that's just a cop-out and that's an excuse. You can go buy a couple jeans for 30 bucks. Well, hold on. You asked me. The reality is I just yes. don't give a fuck, okay? I come <laughs> that's here to the say answer what I, I was looking say. for. I don't care that much. Okay? What, do people, what do guys buy clothes for? For girls, for money, for job, I already have all three. Why the fuck would I upgrade my fucking clothes? But even your girl. I'm trying to impress you. Even your girl. Okay, brother. Yeah. Even your girl is going to be like, baby, the same sweatpants again. Listen, if Melina <laughs> wants me to upgrade my shit, I'll do it for her, okay? So she doesn't want you to do that? I don't think she cares. What about the little stain you have right here? What, 
What stain? <laughs> what are you talking about? They're black pants. I don't have any stains here. Okay. <laughs> nice try. I'm just saying, you yeah. can afford some extra jeans. Okay, you can listen, afford some well, pants. How much does a new razor blade cost? What do you got going on over here, house? Huh? Yeah. yeah. Same beard. Uh, yeah, house. Uh, this is a beard. Okay. That's a five o'clock shadow from the next day. Okay. <laughs> Calm down there, buddy. All right. Anyway. What does he have? He's got a beard. Okay. So you're saying I'm not on your level. This guy knows. This guy links me a website for t-shirts. I'm like, holy shit. Okay. <laughs> he knows his shit. Yeah. Cuts.com. Unbelievable. Yeah. 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 All right. So let's shift. Let's help the advice. We got to know the panel. Destiny ain't fucking spending a dollar on some new sweatpants. He's rocking it anyway. He has a girlfriend. By the way, if you like them, store.destiny.gg. Buy your own, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you sell these sweatpants? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, this is me. Oh, I didn't Little see guy. that. Yeah. Okay, so give yourself a plug. I just did. (laughs) Gotcha. All right, so here we go. Round table here. Follow me on my Twitter at uh, Destiny the Game, apparently, is what you link. So thanks. I I work for a bunch of people. What is it? (laughs) Okay, gotcha. Oh, shit. Okay, I'm sorry. Destiny, did you wake up on the wrong side of the bed today? (laughs) Or you just want to argue? There were a couple of people in my life that burned through all the goodwill I had left for people. Who burned through your goodwill? It's a long story. Okay. We don't have enough time of the day left to get through. Your attitude today, 1 through 10, 10 being like, Super positive, one being super negative. Where are you right now? It was like a five, and done with that. Whoever gave me this drink put a lot of tequila. <laughs> Not a, like a three. Two okay. and a three. All right. So do, is it by the end of this episode, do you think you'll be closer to a 10 or a negative one? Definitely. I don't know. We'll see, yeah. we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Is it a two-hour show or one-hour show? two-hour show. Okay, probably negative. We're going to be answering your super chats. Let us know what questions you have for Destiny, Pearl, and Alex. Let us know your comments on their attire. Okay, and also support our fellow content creators. If you'd like Destiny's amazing wardrobe, go ahead. When are you dropping your wardrobe? Dropping my wardrobe? Yeah. Pearly panties. Oh, Pearly we, panties. Oh, <laughs> she might be the only girl in Miami not with her own fucking clothing line right, right now. Yeah. Right? Um, we've been wanting... I almost had some whale merch, but I was afraid they'd take away my YouTube channel, so I didn't I didn't do that. But. Some whale... You're coming the at way. the big girls. <laughs> yeah. It was like the... It was actually pretty funny. It was going to be... Um, <laughs> it was like the types of whales, and it was like beluga whale, and it was all the different types, and in the middle it said entitled whale. <laughs> you sent me that. Yeah. Okay. But, I well, would buy that. I know, but I should... I didn't want them to take away my channel, so I just Let's ask a couple to. quick questions, then we're going to get into a whole host of topics today regarding dating, lifestyle, Andrew Tate. I saw that your, th- your thing with Sneeko that you did uh, yesterday with the Romanian lawyer. We're going to talk money. We're going to talk Pearl's situation that she did on Vice. Uh, Destiny has some very strong feelings about that. But while we're on the money subject, let's just finish this off. Um, the average man in America makes 38 grand a year. 38 grand. The average woman in America makes 25 grand a year. You guys make that easily in a month at this point. I'm guessing. Give or take, give or take, give or take. What's your best advice for young men out there making 30, 40, 50 grand a year? How can they get to 100 grand? How can they get to the level where you're at today? What's your best advice? The most important piece of advice, this is only for people younger than 18, is, oh, my God, try in school. I have never met an intelligent person over the age of 18 that says, oh, I think I tried hard enough at school. Dude, always push a little more. Whether you have to study a little bit more or whatever, there are so many opportunities open to you before 18 that trying harder in school will get you. And if you blow those up, like if you, if, you know, once you hit like 20, 21, 22, um, once you've settled into like the working rhythm, things get way, 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 way harder in life. So yeah, study a little bit more. So your advice to younger people yeah. is like, do good in school. Yeah, do seriously. Like, school but like is seriously. Not, is not overrated. It's absolutely not. Okay, Just what's your advice bit. for? The 22-year-old guy who just graduated school, 25-year-old guy who's just, even a 30-year-old guy who's not killing it right now. What's your um, advice for that? For rough financial advice, damn. Um, I would say that uh, you, you brought up something earlier 
Uh, people only look at the wealth accrual side of like how much money you have. The spending side is really important. Yeah. Um, you know, like if you want to lose weight, you start tracking your calories. If you want to save money, you need to make a budget. If, if you're like a money conscientious person and you're making less than like 50K a year, you should absolutely have a budget. Once you start budgeting things and you see how much like that Starbucks every day adds up yep. or whatever type of like little expenditures you do, those things add up so much throughout the year. Um, yeah, I think that would be uh, good to keep track of. So make a budget. Yeah, I think what I call a budget is having a game plan for your money because budget is one of the things I say is the only thing worse than having a budget for your money is not doing a budget for your money. Sure. So I call it having a game plan for your money. There's two aspects to your game plan. There's Income and there's expenses. People focus on the income. That's your offense. They don't realize that your expenses is your defense, and that's leaks that is kind of coming through that. So I fully advocate that. What's your best advice, Pearl? <clears throat> um, see, my advice is a bit idealistic, but it worked for me, and this is something my dad always told me. Um, he always just told me to do what you're passionate about because you, you're going to work harder at it than everyone else because you're passionate about it and you actually like it. So that's what worked for me. Yeah, I think what, what, this is a constant conversation that we I have. I know, I know. Should you follow the money or should you follow your passion? Where, wherever those, it, for me, mm -hmm. follow the money because once you make the money, you can work on your passion. I.e., I did worked in finance for 15 years, mm -hmm. made money, and now I'm passionate mm -hmm. about this shit. Mm -hmm. I still do my job, but this is what I'm passionate about. The challenge is mm -hmm. when you follow your passion, and let's say your passion is basketball, or makeup or mm -hmm. baseball cards mm -hmm. you might not be able to monetize that mm -hmm. and then you're 35 years old you're like but i was following my passion but i do agree mm -hmm. what you should do is find out what you are passionate about where you can make money and where those two intersect <clears throat> is where you can focus on i just think with the internet like because i'm thinking of another thing i'm passionate about which is like volleyball right yeah. and i'm just thinking with the internet there's so many ways you can combine the two so like if i was going to do volleyball i'd probably do you know, something with volleyball content or like teaching or, you know, something like that. Listen, do us all a favor. Mm -hmm. Do not quit your day job and focus on volleyball. I know. I actually, it's funny. I was offered a pro contract in the fall yeah. and I was going to go to either Portugal or Germany, but the YouTube stuff was going. So I, I had to make a choice. I choose. choose but this YouTube. is exactly yeah. what I'm saying, Pearl. Yeah. <laughs> You're your passion right. You're is right. volleyball. You can make <laughs> approximately $14 from volleyball. Yeah. You can make a million dollars in a year doing YouTube. Yeah. Might as well work. Yeah, but I was passionate about both. But yeah, you're right. You're right. Hey, listen, this I'm gonna take my, that. My dad, I'm gonna take that W right my, there. That's a win right there. My dad just always told me he didn't care if we were passionate about selling toothpicks on the side of the road. Just do something you love, and yeah, that's, yeah, that's that, what my dad would tell me. I would say, I would say you have to find that balance because if you're all about the money, you're gonna get burnt out. You have no idea how many guys I know mm -hmm. that went to Wall Street, started working at Wall Street firms in their early 20s. And by the time they're fucking 30, they had a million dollars in the bank and they have like no hair left. They're like, they're going to, they're on suicide watch because mm -hmm. their entire life was just consumed with money. Mm -hmm. And like, there's no balance with that. But if you're, ba but if you're only about your passion and you're broke as shit, mm -hmm. that's also a bad uh, situation to be in. Mm -hmm. So finding that like, happy medium. I think you have to find like jobs to empower your hobbies, I think is like the good thing to do. Cause not, it, depending, like my hobby was music. Yeah. Like, like I went to school for music and everything, but like I had my job on the side because realistically, I don't know if I'm going to be a fucking famous saxophone player, like making you know yeah. enough money to pay the bills. So um, yeah, that, that finding the balance is really important because not everybody can make it. As, like, You're saying having the balance with what? Like have like if you have a passion, that's good, but like you have to make sure you can monetize it. So right? I, 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 have, I have I have one addendum to that. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to try to one up you. I'm just one addendum. <laughs> okay. I would say know your skill set and utilize that to make money. Meaning my like. It's not, I'm not shocked that I'm hosting a show. 
I was like always a funny kid in school. I was always loud. I did stand-up comedy for years. I was a club promoter. I was a nightlife guy. I was always good with networking, socializing. So I got into sales, and I was very comfortable as an extrovert, understanding that I am this type of person. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, how can I make money with this type of personality? Well, sales, networking, being the business guy like that. So there's two pieces of advice here, and then I want to get your, your advice, Alex. So here's my advice, and, and this is for the people at home. Are you an introvert or are you an extrovert? Which one are you? Pick one. Pick one. I'm an extrovert. Okay, you might be more of an introvert. I don't I'm know. An introvert, yeah. You're an introvert. Okay, cool. So there's two things you could do. If you're an extrovert, the way you can monetize being an extrovert is get into something with sales, networking, social dynamics, interacting with people. Understand that. If you're an introvert, there's something called the riches are in the niches. Be fucking great at something very specific, where you, whether it's a doctor, an accountant, a tax guy, whatever, whatever it is, engineer, and you can sit there in front of a computer, YouTuber, and you understand analytics and data and just fucking be the man. Now, where you can be the GOAT is where you can blend those two skills, be the best at one specific skill set, but also using your social like equity right there and combining those, and that's amazing. So look at Pearl. Pearl is a very, very good question asker. Very good. I've noticed about that. So you're all you're. Are, are, would you say that you're a very high uh, extrovert or not really? Um, I'm in the 97th percentile for extroversion. There she is. The test, yeah. Okay. So what you're good at is if you used, you used your your extrovert skills, 97 percent. Somehow she knows that. Mm -hmm. But also, I would say that you're very high technical ability. Like you understand YouTube, or you you understand how to delegate YouTube, mm -hmm. okay? And you combine those, so it's no secret. Because I've seen you do your panel, you're asking questions of a wide range of people, mm -hmm. but you understand how to delegate the introvert skills, mm -hmm. right? And that's why I think you've had so much success and the shorts. Yeah, it's it's really important to know what you're bad at and outsource it. Yes. I would say, like for example, I'm not. I'm not great at managing people. Like, I just got too much going on. I yeah. can't manage all these people. You can barely but, manage your own schedule, yeah. Pearl. I've had to help you fucking clean up your act of the last week. <laughs> yeah, okay, true. Pearl, stop I crying in a goddamn airport right now if it weren't for your voice. Well, I, I would not. I found my car. I found my car. <laughs> she was like reliving, dude, where's my car? Okay. Oh, my gosh. But we found it. Look it. Okay. Yeah, but, but it's really good to, like, be able to outsource that stuff. So, like, I found a manager that could help, like, manage people and, like, because he's bad. I, I'm not very good at attention to detail, so it was really good for me to outsource yes. that because that's just not a skill of mine. What I fully agree with is recognize what you're good at, mm -hmm. double down on that, and what you're not good at, delegate. Mm -hmm. Okay. You're very good at understanding dynamics and dating, right? Yeah. How did you get to that, and how were you able to basically start monetizing your skill set? Wait, can I uh, first before I answer that? Sure. Disagree with Destiny real quick because oh, I, I don't oh, feel free, it begins. Alex. It begins. <laughs> He's looking for that. I okay, I well, think I got a ninety-eight percent of my extrovert <laughs> test. Okay, so I'm very extroverted. Be careful. I think college is overrated for the vast majority of majors. This is coming from someone who went to a really good school and had a scholarship for it. All my friends who I've talked to who graduate from college. Most of them are miserable with their jobs. I think if you're doing STEM, you're doing science, then yeah, go to college. But for most majors, I think college is overrated and it's not gonna get you the kind of lifestyle that you think it's gonna get you. I think the best advice is to find a skill that people need. So for example, I have a friend who works at Trader Joe's, but he does like, you know, helps me out and takes videos with me. So I got him to start a photography business, right? Because people need photo shoots. Like a lot of people have really bad photos, right? So his whole angle is gonna be taking photos for people's tinders. So I think anyone can find a little niche and get really good at something that people need, people desire. 
I think that for some people, again, if you're doing STEM, go to college. For everything else, I think it's kind of a waste of time. You're about to open up a can of whoop-ass right now. Yeah. From our friend I'm going to disagree with you, and Adam's going to catch some bullets on the side. Let's okay. Go. Um, when you tune into these kinds of shows and you get advice for how to manage your finance to be successful, this advice is, uh, is being applied to like the top 1% of people. For most people, it doesn't matter. right? When I was bringing in a carpet cleaner, there is no like, invest in yourself or you know, figure out the skill set that you have to like, you know, do things that are better than other people. Most people just don't have the types of skills naturally in areas that are in ultra high demand. Um, if you did, most people could be successful or be in you know, these positions. But for every one person you see that you know, uh, was able to start a YouTube business, there's a million people behind him that tried and failed miserably. Um, the, the reason why I like college is because college is just a very safe and secure path to an almost guaranteed end goal where you have like some sort of job that's paying you like a decent amount of money. Assuming you don't do anything stupid in the process, like going going to out-of-state schools, paying tuition or board for like a random arts degree that's not going to pay you anything, assuming you're not coming from a wealthy family. Um, I just like college because it puts you on a solid path. If there are things that you feel like you have an aptitude for that you can do better, like if you're incredibly entertaining, if you've got a skill set that's high in demand in certain industries, then yeah, sure, like try there. But for the vast majority of people listening, you know, like you, as much as we talk about like hustle culture and drop shipping and all that shit, like there'll be people that I see online talk about having like seven streams of like fucking uh, revenue and they're making like $22 a month on each of them. Like these people are busting their ass working all day you know, reading white papers I can't understand about crypto that they're going to go broke on, you know, trying to drop ship on the side and selling like 52 cents of shit on Amazon. Um, and that's just the reality for most people. So, yeah, I, I like the I like the solid, reliable path, assuming you don't have another skill that you can lean into. What? Do but you, most people, oh, sorry. Do you, do you agree that some majors are useless? I'm just curious. No major is useless. Some majors don't make money, but mm -hmm. people talk about like, useless majors, okay. like the only point of college is to make money. Right. Like, it comes like, yeah. down to ROI, yeah, so which people don't understand, of course. ROI, but... but when we talk about ROI, the return part there of that investment, the return can be cultural. We need art majors. We need history majors. We need English majors. It's an important part of having a functioning society. Not at, college shouldn't just be a jobs training program. There should be other things that we learn and we have like uh, exemplified in society as well, I think. Yeah, if well, you're going there purely for the education fact and just want to get like an education, then sure. But most people aren't doing it. They're doing it because they want to get a job. And most of the people, like the people who follow like, I don't know, marketing majors or accounting majors, they all pretty much hate their jobs. Like none of them are really happy from what I've seen. Yeah, yeah but I mean, if they wouldn't have gone to school, they're going to be happy anyway. Like, what I mean, like, it's not well, like if they would have like flunked school or not done it. They're like, oh, I'm so much happier working at Wendy's or whatever. I mean, I, I agree with you that like there's a lot of glorified things like sh drop shipping that probably are not for the average person. But there's little things you can do like video editing. If you can learn video editing, there's going to be a whole bunch of people who will hire you. No, stop. Take I'm going to hold you guys to this. How? How many people realistically, the percentage of people listening right now could make money video editing on YouTube? It's like less than one percent. If there is a good video editor no, and you email I actually, me, I will give you a job. No, I, yeah, but the I problem actually, is how much money can that person make? No, I, I actually amount, disagree. They're good at their they're, they're about the video editing? Like, I had, um, like, a lot of my contractors didn't know, like, literally anything about video editing, and we yeah. trained them. And, the, and you had people, to train them. These are people in third world countries yeah, with no Yeah, okay, skills. okay, I'm glad you brought that up, because I'm going like, to say, you're hiring people in India to video edit, which makes it even yeah. harder for the average person listening yeah. to make money video editing. Mm -hmm. So, if you want to pay somebody, like, you know, five bucks or 20 mm -hmm. bucks to edit a video, for the people listening at home, no, that's even he, more he, no, difficult actually, for you. the guy, the guy in Nigeria makes roughly 10k a month editing. 10k a month? Yeah, okay, yeah. so for, if you're a Nigerian and you're listening, then I guess... The, well, yeah, yeah, there's a dude in Nigeria making 10k a month. That's the king of Nigeria. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he... Because um, he just does so much. He's so, he started hiring his friends. Like, he did... 
Yeah. yeah. Because the reality is, as like, somebody that's hired video editors, even of the majority of video editors that know how to edit videos and apply to like mm -hmm. positions to work for me, most of these people aren't even that good. Mm -hmm. So the average viewer at home is not going to pick up ed video editing unless you've got like an aptitude for it. But in that case, you're already like a very slim minority. Okay. Of people can right. I can I just kind of like it's your show? I'm you can do whatever can, you want. I'm gonna, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna tighten this it. up and put the circle together. Everyone has a point here because mm -hmm. what we're talking about is essentially is you got to figure out what's right for you. The problem is that we all have to make these life decisions at 18. It's what are you going to do for the rest of your life? It's like, dude, I don't know. I'm 18. I'm just trying to get laid. Okay, but the problem is what major are you going to pick? Where are you going to go to? ROI. What the hell is ROI? I can barely even spell, and I got to spell ROI. What you said exactly was, yeah, well, you need music majors. You need people. This is the same argument that people make where they're like, you tell Adam, you, you tell people to save that money, save that money. We need to spend money so the economy stays on. I'm like, oh, so now it's your fucking job to keep the economy alive? No, it's your job to keep your economy alive. So yes, I do agree we need music majors and theater majors and art majors and majors that don't pay shit. But do you want to be dead broke because you're contributing to society? I don't know about okay, that. Okay, wait, hold on. Just, it's such a dumb straw man. If you're broke as fuck, you come from a broke family, you shouldn't be going to school to be a PhD history major, right? Obviously, I agree with that. But I'm saying, like, for people from middle-class families that want to go to school and do, like, other things like history and art, I just don't like that. There's this, there's this concept of, like, a worthless degree. And it's, like, knowledge and education and, like, the expansion of, like, our whole understanding of the world, I think it's important, even would in ways you, that don't make a lot of money. My, but I'm not going to tell, you, tell a kid from the project to you, go to be an English you, major or something, right? Would you agree that some majors don't have a good ROI? If if you're only so, measuring return like, in terms of income, like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I would say so I, I like have a worthless degree. I, I went to BU Business School. I have a marketing degree. It's been completely worthless for my career. But yeah, mine's been worthless too. But that, that, all, that, all the people I, think, I know have worthless degrees. We're saying two separate things, and they can both be valid. What he's saying is, hey, no. if you go to school, hear me out. If you go to school and you get a degree, there's going to be some merit in that. There's going to even if you don't kill it and make a lot of money and have debt. You're still contributing to society. You're still going to have a job. You're going to have all that. And then the other position is like, yeah, well, the kind of the reason that you're going to school and getting taking out college loans and getting degrees is so you can make more money in life. If not, just don't go to college. Mm -hmm. So like th th there's, it's kind of two sides of the same coin. Does that make sense? I don't know. The only merit that's been to my degree is the fact that I got to party a lot in college. That's the only merit yeah. I have. Uh, you can my say that, but the numbers. Let me finish the point. The, mar yeah. the marketing degree I have. <clears throat> It has been completely worthless for the market in my business. I have learned more watching YouTube videos about yeah. marketing than I did during four years in college, and I actually had good grades. Hundred fucking that. percent agree. You but can again, learn hold more on, that's on gonna YouTube apply, that's gonna than apply in to class. a specific subset of people that you see on stage. Like the people that can't learn aren't making it up here. They're at home earning nothing, trying to make it online, doing some crazy side hustle, oh, like following Instagram stories. Most people can't make it in the YouTube world. Most people can't self-teach. If they could, schools wouldn't exist. Yeah. Well, right? one of the things I always There'd be say no such is, thing as tutors. One of the things I always say is most people are most people. Yeah. Okay. There's sure. very few A students. And there's very few F students. Most people are in between. For every fucking valedictorian, there's another idiot that didn't show up to class. Everyone is kind of in between. It's your job to improve yourself what's the term that they talk about learning on yourself autodidactic Auto or something what is yeah. that exactly when you could just learn on your own it's exactly what you could do on youtube i think youtube is one of the best inventions ever if you are a autodidact and you're willing to improve by yourself and you want to just spend dedicate days months years of your life learning oh my god the things you could do and on youtube and in google back in the day you're 32 34. 34. You look, you got great skin, though. Thank That's you what so I said. much. How old are you? I'm 33. 33. You're 26. 26 yeah. Nat's still 21 somehow. He's just turned um, 16. But back in the day, what we used to have uh, encyclopedias, Encyclopedia the card catalogs. You young kids have no idea. I feel like I sound like an 80 year old man right now. You have no idea how hard it was. You could just 
Google something, YouTube something, Instacart something, Uber something, everything's at the tip of your finger. Sure, but I think it's important to recognize that, like, we say that, like, all the information is available on the internet. If people could learn on their own, we would have the fucking smartest society in the world right now. Everybody would be learning everything. People are lazy. Most people are most people. Which is why most people need teachers and colleges. They're going to be lazy in college. I'd also like to offer, um, I know you said most people can't teach, like, learn on their own. I I agree. Um, One thing that I did when I lived in Milwaukee was I I actually called C-level executives and asked them to, like, meet with me to get, like, career advice. Um, A lot of people in positions that you want um, to be in are willing to meet with you and like mentor like if someone called you and said will you mentor me if they chase you down enough a lot of times like these people will say yes yeah Um, most i got the cio of harley davidson to meet with me and that's a billion dollars most people when they make money uh i ask people this all the time i said Mm -hmm. all right if you had five million dollars ten million dollars hundred million Mm dollars what would you do with your free time Mm -hmm. all right what would you do and everyone says first thing i travel i travel i want to see the world i travel obviously okay cool when you're done traveling you're sick and tired what do you do Mm -hmm. you want to pursue a passion because you've already made your money, you would do it for free. The third thing is they want to give back and they want to mm-hmm. donate. When you've made money and you've done stuff in your life, all you want to do is give back to society. That's why you're how you're able to meet with these people because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, here's this young yeah. girl that wants to learn. Hey, come right here, bro. Yeah, and I did that with my manager too. He was the manager um, at the Daily Wire. And like he ended ben up quitting. platform. He, he ended Sick. up like quitting his job to manage me. But it all started with me. It all started with me <laughs> saying, "Hey, could I have some help with YouTube?" And I was just DMing like big media companies and just asking like some of their managers. And okay. some say no, but there's ways around it if you don't want to spend. I love this topic. Yeah. I love this topic. Who are some of your mentors? Like, who are people you're like? Because Destiny know, wasn't always the smartest guy yeah, in the room. I'm you must have had to gone to somebody nope. to teach. I'm self-made. I'm an island. <laughs> no man is an island. Who said that? Streaming didn't exist when I started as a business. Yeah, but you must have had some inspiration. Nope. Are you really going to be that guy that's saying I that there's that nobody? Guy. Yeah, nobody. There's nobody you looked up to. Who the to. fuck would I look up to? There were no other streamers at the time. I'm in life. You have nobody you look up to. No. This is really bad advice, <laughs> Destiny. This is like horrible advice. Worst well, advice ever. I thought you looked up to me. Good one. Maybe we're both standing side by side, but no. <laughs> So there's nobody that you're like, all right, that guy's No, but kinda... I'm an exception, I, like, obviously, because my, my industry was brand new. I was like, I grew up I'm like, not talking about work. I'm just talking about in life. No, there's I, nobody? I'm, yeah. No. Well, you had no posters on your wall as a kid? I like video game characters. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Who's, whose poster was on your wall? I liked Snake from Metal Gear Solid. That Love was my guy. Snake okay? from Metal Gear I wish I would have been cool enough to smoke cigarettes like those guys, but I never yeah, picked up I've actually habit. never heard of that. But yeah. listen, bro, different show for... <laughs> who were some of your mentors or idols when you were growing up that you were like, all right, cool, I want to kind of do what they're doing? Uh, I mean, my dad, obviously. Um, and then... What about women? women? Were there any female role models? Because the knock on you is, like, you hate women, right? Uh, but you are a woman. <laughs> so do you hate yourself, right? Which I don't think you hate yourself. I think mm-hmm. you love yourself. But did you have female role models or female that you looked up well, to? my mom, of course. So okay, other than mom. people that lived in your house. Who did you um, look up to? Oh, uh, it was probably more, like, volleyball players, like, at the clubs that I was at. So... Um, there's a girl named Abby Gilland. I mean, no, no one would know yeah. who she is. She was a really good volleyball player at my high school. Okay. So I would say what about known people that people would know? Like, what's your friend's name that you said smokes cigarettes in school? What's it was a video game. Character. Yeah, what is it? Snake from? Yeah. Like, nobody knows that person. Or at least, anyone. okay. Mm-hmm. It's because you weren't a cool kid. Yeah, exactly. Cool I wasn't a cool video up, game okay. nerd. Mm-hmm. Who did you look up to? Like, so, for instance, my favorite basketball player, nobody says this name. Everyone says Michael Jordan or Magic Johnson or LeBron. I loved Isaiah Thomas. Because he was six foot and fucking badass. He was amazing. He was a point guard. And I loved him. And he came from, he went to Indiana. He was Detroit Pistons. Like, I loved Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah, if you see this, love you, brother. But, like, that was my guy because I was a point guard. I was a little bit shorter. I was, like, a quicker guy, right? Mm -hmm. I'm six foot for the record. Um, 
So who famous did you look up to? I like how you had to add that. that. <laughs> Don't think I'm like 5'10 or something, yeah. guys. Okay. I ain't no pussy under six foot, all right? Six, um, six figures, six inches, six foot. Now you know. Okay. Thank you. We got that. Shout okay. out to the Red Bull. Um... I don't really think I wasn't. I didn't watch sports. I didn't really watch. We didn't. Nobody. Have, we didn't know. We didn't have TV in my house growing Jesus up. Jesus Christ! So, like, what kind of household did you live in? I thought your family made money. Yeah, but my my dad. All right, all right. I'm moving on. That's it, Alex. Give me something good. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. Oh, yeah. I read his book like 20 times. Really? Yeah. Tell me what that guy did for you. He literally was the go to three, four different careers. He became the best bodybuilder. He became the top earning movie star. He became the governor. Uh, that guy did so much. The fact that he was able to be successful in so many different fields uh, says a lot about his mindset. And he has, at the end of this book, he has like things that made him successful. His ten mindsets. I think that's such a great answer. No, no offense, I know yeah, you sorry. had Snake and Abby, the volleyball player. <laughs> that's great. But you, you won the, the prize on this one. What, what did you learn from Arnold Schwarzenegger that you applied to your life? Uh, I think a big one was visualization. So he talks about how before you before you achieve something, you need to visualize it. And I've noticed all the autobiographies I've read of successful people, they all have one thing in common is they practice visualization. So that was a big one for me. The second one was never giving up, that you're going to have setbacks, that you're going to have times where you think you're failing. But if you can just push through that, then you can come out on the other side. I've personally experienced that. So yeah, stuff like that. Imagine where you would be right now if you just had one mentor in your life. Just one. Well, I visualize all the time. Yeah? What yeah. are you envisioning? Porn. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of porn do you watch, by the way? Don't worry about it. Well, I'm very worried right now. You brought it up. If I bring it up, you'll get banned on YouTube. All right, let's switch gears right now. Nat, how you doing over there? Who was doing your great. hero growing up, other than your mom and dad? And Adam. <sighs> you took him away. Yeah, I, I know. I already beat you to the punch. Yeah. Mom and dad, not an acceptable answer. Um, mom, if you're watching this, I love you, but you weren't my hero. Go ahead. I didn't really Just have, like, right. a celebrity people I looked up to. Um... I would say, mm, I don't, I don't have an answer for you. Sick answer, Nat. You're killing <laughs> the game. What if I said uh, Kim Kardashian? <laughs> Kim Kardashian is no, your hero? No, I said what if I Do said you, Kim Kardashian? Okay, and you bring that up. Do you think Kim Kardashian is a good role model for most women today? No, I mean no, no. I mean, why do you bring? I, I, why did you bring that from up? Maybe a business perspective yeah. and like marketing, sure. But I, I don't really agree with the way that she got there. But if you want to look at outcomes, sure. Because why? Because she's a billionaire I mean, well, now. No, she started with a, a sex tape. No, I know. I'm very familiar. Ray it's, J. it's hard for me to say. Like, <laughs> if I look at the outcome of billionaire, that you can't learn anything from Kim yeah. Kardashian. Wait, fuck! I wish I would have read this because I've heard this talking about so many times, and I refuse to believe it's true. She is not a billionaire just because she had a sex tape. No, tape, that's right? what she that's started with. Sure, kicked I off. mean, like that may have kicked some things off, but like, mm. there's a lot of motherfuckers with sex tapes <laughs> that no, are I shit know, today. Yeah. It was, it was right? the TV show. Know, also, sure. Yeah, yeah. it just what made people interested in her. Okay, because there's a lot of there's a lot of opportunity that you'll be presented with in life mm -hmm. that could be launching pads mm -hmm. to massive amounts of success. That's her launching pad, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. Which but is, like, not everybody is in a position. Like, success is opportunity meets preparation. Mm -hmm. Not everybody is in a position to take advantage of the opportunity. Right, if I make a sex tape, no one's going to give a yeah, shit. Yeah. Well, I don't, don't sell yourself short, yeah, don't sell yourself I've heard short, good you know. things about you, what you got going on there. Your girl's over there, by the way. Um, <laughs> real quick, Nat, let us know when we're going to get some super chats. What I want to address them right now, thank you guys for being a very full disclosure right That Look forward to the sex tape. I look forward to hearing what kind of porn you're watching these days. What I want to understand is that you were recently on a episode of Vice on a panel mm -hmm. uh, what you were discussing feminism and mm -hmm. modern women. Mm -hmm. What was the biggest takeaway from that episode that you learned? 
Oh my gosh, that was the most crazy people I've ever met in my life. Um, we were there for like six hours, and they edited it down to like 45 minutes. That's how editing works. Yeah, yeah. Where, nice. where were you, in London? Um, no, I was in New York. Okay, New York, gotcha. Um, what was my biggest takeaway? Uh, I didn't really take, it was just, I just, it was nuts. That's what I would say. Really, but you, did you watch it? Yeah. What were your thoughts on what Pearl had going on there? Um, obviously, I disagree with everything Pearl says and almost all of the things having to do with women. But my, my biggest issue with um, with progressives cutting out conservatives from every fucking platform they can mm -hmm. is they lose the ability to defend any of their ideas. And then at the end of the day, I think they just end up looking fucking horrible. Like you'll get questions of like, well, what is a what is what's one barrier? I think you asked what's one barrier that you have as a woman in society? And it's like, well, I'm handicapped. I don't have any legs. Or it's like, well, I'm black. Or like, it's like okay, what about the woman part? Right? Nobody could answer that question. So you get a panel full of people mm -hmm. that probably all have like feminist scholar bullshit in their fucking Twitter bios. Not a single person can answer that question. So yeah, I don't know that things like that like really bother me when people are supposed to be defending these ideas and they can't because they don't talk to conservatives anymore. So you're, there were no conservatives on the panel, you're saying? There is, she was, and then... There was two, I would say. Um, there was how like, many, how many there women was, were on the panel? There was supposed to be... Like, they how, many, how many women? Let me just use I, I don't that know, term. Eight, nine, maybe? And they were all women? No. Uh, no. Wow, careful. No. Slippery slope. <laughs> um, there was four that were supposed to be conservative, but I would say they got two middle of the road and okay. two actual How many trans women? Two. Two trans women yeah. out of eight people. And then they were trying to the tell me I had to play against against okay. men in sports. Oh my god! It's always the most unathletic people. It's the most unathletic people that are saying I have to put my body on the line. By the way, okay, <laughs> I, I didn't see the panel, but I gotta watch it, and then I'm gonna come back to you. Did you see it by any chance? No. See the panel. No. So how many women are on the panel? I don't remember. Roughly eight, nine, I would say. Okay, so less than ten. And of well, the, the eight or nine women, you do remember because you said eight or nine. Roughly, yeah. Okay. There were two trans women? Yeah, two. Okay, so this is not a knock against trans people. How many uh, white, black, Latino, Asian women, how, uh, how many fat women, short women? Give me a breakdown if you could, oh, real quick. Um, it was like the most diverse panel. Was there was really like fat diverse, people, there were yeah. people of color, there were people so of religions. A diverse, so they were yeah. solving for diversity. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so if you're solving for inclusion and diversity and equity and all that fun stuff mm -hmm. that people talk about, what percentage of women are trans in general? I would guess less Point than 0.1%. 1%. So why would you even have one trans woman on that panel, much less two? So, okay, if you're going to have one trans woman on that panel, cool, I get it, throw that in. But you know how they say the system is rigged. That is rigging they, the system. There's just, no need to have two trans no. women on a panel representing women. They were ju they just literally wanted them there so they could tell me I have to play sports with dudes. <laughs> like that's literally what they wanted them there for. Bullshit. And, and no, it's absolutely bullshit because it's like it, one, it's it's always the most unathletic people telling the athletes what we got to do. And I'm like, you want me to go up against guys? Women, we don't have much opportunity in women's sports, and you're gonna give the little opportunity we have to men. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, oh no. So you so, must agree with her on that. You don't think you don't think trans yeah, like the men should be playing on folks on this topic. But so yeah, that was course, the only thing you I agree with. Like the, this was like part of the big controversy that I got banned from Twitch on in the middle of. For what? That cis women and trans women shouldn't be competing in the same leagues is ridiculous. Yeah. And just for the record, this, this term cis woman is that just a woman? That's what us progressives use to what you would say just a woman. Yeah. Explain like, what the hell like, this cis like, thing is. It's, there's cis like is, you either trans or cis, basically. So cisgender is like your the gender you present as trans is like you're something different, basically. Yeah. So like a trans woman versus a cis woman. What? Don't look what? at me like Confused. that. You don't fucking understand that. Come on, we're still <laughs> I'm young, learning okay? here, bro. Yeah. Okay. I'm learning here. Uh -huh. So if you're just a woman, 
You're no longer a woman. You're now you're a cis woman. Well, if you're talking in trans space, that's probably what they'd use. Listen, I already got the fucking blue hair, okay? You're going to put me on the fucking stand for trans issues, too? I'm, I'm, Jesus Christ. You're the one that got canceled You want to talk about it. fucking affirmative action next? Well, what else do you want to nail me on? Oh, my God. So, okay. But yeah, cis yeah, women versus trans women. So that's yeah. the only thing you Oh, my gosh. Sorry. Sorry. So just to be clear, you don't think that trans women should be participating None. in Zero. women's sports. Zero. Fully agree. No, we also have the Leah Thomas thing, right? It's yeah. it's ridiculous. I don't think they should be in our bathrooms either. Yeah. Huh. Like, I just, I don't agree with that. Yeah. Okay, the uh, bathrooms thing is silly. Obviously, you should go to the bathroom that, like, you express as. What? Express as? Do you, do you all know who Blair White is? We can see. Mm -hmm. Yeah? No. yeah? Mm -hmm. no. Do you want Blair White walking into the bathroom with, like, a little boy? Or do you want Buck Angel walking into a bathroom with like a little girl? Obviously, just, we believe that you should probably go to the, the bathroom that you express oh, yeah. as. Would, that makes the most sense. I would sense. just prefer to not see dicks in the locker room. That's just my. Then don't look at people. I feel like that's a fair that's ask. That's just yeah. my <laughs> personal opinion, and I I also think it's like a safety concern. Yeah. Um, I'm not I'm not saying that the majority of trans people are going to take advantage of it. It's just I don't I think that opens the door from to someone that will. I don't and think I just, so. This is it's never. There's not a single time like. The legendary, like, trans rapist mm -hmm. that's, like, making their way through the bathrooms. Like, and the fact that if this person did exist, like, some woman would be running through the store and she goes into the bathroom and, like, the sign stops the trans person from going in and raping her. Like, yeah. also, no offense, I have a son. I want all the trans rapists in the women's bathroom, okay? Like, that doesn't make sense either, right? Like, if there are all these rapists, uh -huh. why do you want them going to the boys' bathroom instead? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. I, I reject the whole bathroom narrative is super silly. Mm -hmm. I, I, agree. I don't think most I people agree. care that so much. I think that people. you okay with a man walking into the bathroom just. A, a man dressed as a woman walking into the woman's bathroom. I think that whatever That's you... That's clearly a man. I think, that what, I think that whatever you clearly express as is probably where you go. But they're confused. If you have a beard with a wig on and a dress and you're walking in the girl's bathroom, you're not a woman. Sure. You're May confused. Maybe not, but like, what's what is happening in there? Like, I, bro, I don't know. I, I, I have experienced that. that. I've experienced that. that. Countries, I've experienced that. We have to that. deal with this. Well, what we would have to deal with trans men coming in the fucking male bathroom as well, right? <laughs> It's, I it's think just, they should have their own bathroom. That's really it's well, inappropriate. You. Okay, you think there should I, be I trans bathrooms? Okay, yes. sure. If you want Let that. there be you a can trans just bathroom. Do, believe it or think, not, there I are just, countries. There are countries. Okay, where you can go. Fuck it. I spent a lot of time in fucking Stockholm because my wife is Swedish. There are gender-neutral bathrooms. Nobody's getting raped. It's crazy. Yeah. Everybody goes in. They all have their little fucking stuff. Well, Everybody comes out. Nobody's raping right. each other. Let me say one thing. Perspective of a locker room. Like in a locker room, you walk around naked. Like true that. Number one, a lot of conservatives will use this bathroom thing as a straw man argument. All my kids are getting raped in bathrooms. It's not happening. It's not even but that. here, here's an indicator, here's a case example uh -huh. of why they say that the America is crumbling okay. and China is thriving. Hear me out. Yeah. You think they're having trans bathroom arguments in countries like China no. that is lapping USA I as agree. far as like GDP? I agree. Here we are on a panel. We could talk about anything, and we're going ham on bathroom trans bearded dudes. Agree, it's, yeah. And we're just spending time as a country talking about stuff that doesn't affect our lives even a little bit. I think to Okay, some... hold on. Whereas <sighs> in other countries, they are like, get shit done, work, make shit happen. Let the Americans play their little, uh, you know, hide the hot dog game in the trans fucking bathroom situation while we're getting lapped by China. That's my problem with this. I agree. It's with like you. this is such not an issue yeah. that anyone gives shit a bit about. And this goes back to my bigger point. If there's a woman's panel and there's eight women on the panel, <laughs> you're telling me you have two trans women? Okay? If you had a hundred women on a panel, a hundred, you can maybe, maybe make the case for making one trans woman. Maybe. 
<sighs> on a 10 woman panel, you're putting two trans on there? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here, and Vice. I'm, and I'm fascist because I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to play with men in the in sports. Yeah, I the guess. sports thing is fair. The thing <laughs> yeah. that you brought up, first of all, China has like two billion fucking people. Okay, one point five. They're gonna pass this eventually. All right. I know. Probably. But, okay. Yeah, the, it's the not gonna be. It's not gonna be because we're talking on, about trans bathrooms. Okay. But, but also, the more we focus on that, sure. I'll agree with you. We're tell losing. conservatives to stop fucking obsessing over it so much. I agree with okay. you. Okay, all right. Because that's some shit argument. that's brought up by conservatives all the fucking time. Okay. They want to agree with you. But then, dude, liberals always take the bait. Exactly. Th that is true. Progressives take the bait. I agree. They, they get snowflakes. I would just like to say... I just would rather not see dicks in the bathroom. That's yeah, just my agreeing. personal preference. And it's not even about being raped. Like, you can be out and you're at a dinner place and they're at a bar. This person comes in drunk. They're aggressive. They're a man in a woman's bathroom. They cut the line. Now it's a fight. And then he knocks her out. Like, there's more than just being raped. You can have an overly... Like, I've experienced that. I was in the bathroom. This man walked in with a beard and a dress and he thought I stole his phone and he got aggressive with me and I had to leave the bathroom. I'm the woman in the bathroom. And it's like, you feel the need to come in here because you feel like I'm dressed this way so I can come into the bathroom. That's where it, like, for me, it's like, that's, I have more of a worry of that than, like, being raped in a bathroom, if you want me to be honest. By I'm with you. Me. I'd rather not see dicks in the bathroom, too. The, it's, yeah, I mean, I don't look at <laughs> other guys' a male bathroom. Yeah, I don't usually look at dicks in the bathroom, but I don't know guys, if there's other bathroom habits. PSA right. out there, okay? And for I'm, all the guys in the bathroom, face forward, all right? There's no talking <laughs> to the side in the urinal. How's your day? There's no coming from behind, giving a massage. <laughs> this ain't the fucking <laughs> movies. Along came Paul, you right? Well, face I, forward, don't talk. I mean, I'm just That goes to Uber drivers as well. Just drive me around. I'm just thinking, like, of locker rooms. So when you're locked, like you walk around half naked when you're in locker rooms. Like I don't want a dude in the bathroom. I agree with you. Yeah. By the way, it's such a weird American gears, fucking fascination with like gears. nudity and boobs and dicks and everything. It's like so fucking I, cancerous. At, yeah, it's like I'm so sorry. fucking weird. Well, like, look at the rise shit. of all the confusion with the with what's going on. There's kids being taught by drag queens at school. Like this is a rise of it. It's it becomes an issue where it's like you have. People who are, oh, you know, change your gender and, and do all these things. And it's like, you, there's a time and a place for that. And to force it upon people who makes them feel uncomfortable, like, that's also unfair as well. And for me to be forced to accept it, that's also like, why do I have to accept this man in the bathroom? I, 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 just, I, don't believe, I, I, I don't believe that you care about that. I don't believe any conservative said Because if it was, where the fuck was the uproar against all of the creepy fucking pageant shows before the trans bathroom shit became a thing? Because of that issue, I will never believe a conservative when they tell me they care about trans kids being groomed or whatever. I just don't believe it. I think it's a niche issue because Republicans have no economic platform. Republicans have no fucking goals for the country. All they can do is obstruct Democrats. They have no idea about what they want to do with anything. So they focus on these really niche fucking cultural issues. There was a survey that came out asking what percentage of the American population do you think is trans? And I think people said like 24%. <laughs> Holy shit. I just... I. Like, there are some people where I'd buy the argument that they're obsessed or they're worried about, like, kids or whatever. But, like, prior to this, like, people would post pictures of taking their, like, nine-year-old boys to Hooters, and it would be a funny fucking Facebook picture. Or you have all of the, the really creepy, really weird pageantry shit. Um, and nobody seemed to care about any of it back then. But now the trans people are involved. It's, like, a, the worst thing ever. So I just don't buy it. I don't believe it. But let's leave that there right there. Okay. So um, you getting back to the Vice episode... Mm -hmm. You started off by saying the trans thing, the women, in, the trans in sports, was the one thing you agreed with Pearl on. 
What did you fundamentally disagree that Pearl said? Because she's a pretty reasonable girl. What did you disagree with? Oh, man, you're going to tax my memory here. Um, I, I think that the wholesale idea of, like, women have it easier in every single thing, or there are, like, no cultural roadblocks preventing women from doing anything, I think it's, like, a really crude analysis of where we're at socially. That's what I would say. So you're saying that she's discounting how... Yeah, I think that there are issues that women face in a lot of different areas when it comes to, like, rising in terms of success or in being included in certain, like, Okay, so this is a very interesting dynamic that you guys have going right now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You're the man saying that, like, defending women, and she's the woman shitting on women, essentially. Is that the dynamic I'm understanding? (laughs) So she's basically saying this is what it is like to be a woman. I would say say there's no barriers to entry today. I don't think Pearl believes there's no issues that women face. That's different, right? No, that's literally what she just said. There's no barriers. No, 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 literally what she said was it's easier for women than men. No, there's a difference between there's no barriers to entry and there's no issues that a woman can face. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't say there's no issues a woman can face, is there? Would you? I mean, there are issues that women face, but I would say overall it's easier for women than men, yeah. Easier, Easier in what regard? What are we talking about here? I mean, I just think just as being a man versus being a woman, you're saying it's easier to be a I woman? I mean, okay, I'll give you an example. So I worked a sales job, right? And when I worked in that sales job, it was at a big, like, corporate company. And I feel like I got special treatment because I was a woman. And most of the guys, and I was the only girl in the office, and most of the guys would agree because, like, people were more willing to help you when you're a young woman, I, mm-hmm. in my experience. Yeah. So I can't speak to your personal experience, mm-hmm. but so this is something that I hear a lot. Mm-hmm. When women are succeeding in certain types of environments, they do get special treatment, but all of those women's careers have a time limit on them, which is until a manager or a boss tries to fuck them, and when they say no, they're basically fucked in that job. Mm. This is a story that I hear time and time and time and time and time again. Do you think this happens ever? Quite often, the yeah. boss loses his job. No. Absolutely every not. Time he, Absolute, every time the story goes public, but you don't hear the story that goes public. Like the vet, This happens to... I've heard this from almost every single woman working in entertainment and working in any industry peripheral to this, that if you're a moderately attractive woman working, yeah, like you're working, you might be succeeding, but you never know if you're actually succeeding based on the merits of your work or if it's because somebody wants to fuck you. And when somebody tries to fuck you, if you shut them down, you're fucked because whoever's above you hates you now and they're never going to fucking promote you or work with you anymore. And then you slowly basically get ghosted out of whatever job you're working. Is if you that a generalization way, or you go to HR, that- you make a million dollars. Do what? Or you go to HR and the dude gets fired and then you get Sullivan. That, it, that just doesn't happen most of the time. I, I think, with the, especially like PUA, Red Pill guys live in this delusional world where like every guy is getting false sex claims, every creepy boss or pervert is getting fired. No, I don't believe everyone, that. Yeah, this happens like 1.0001% of the time. Like it's very, very rare that somebody actually gets caught or called out on this. Because usually actually, when these guys are propositioning, you, you, you don't even, they're not really even being 100% forward with it, right? So you're not going to get them on anything, right? Actually, 8% of the U.S. population claims they've been falsely accused. That's... Okay, mm-hmm. but with that poll, was that poll falsely accused to the police? Mm-hmm. Or was that poll like my friend told another friend that somebody mm-hmm. like raped me? It was probably the latter. It was absolutely the latter. Mm-hmm. Because 8% of false rape allegations mm-hmm. to the police, everybody would be talking about it. I know mm-hmm. that's not true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you on the false rape accusations. You're as likely to get convicted as you are to get struck by lightning. <laughs> I've read that stat. Mm-hmm. Huh. So, again, you disagree with Pearl on mm-hmm. the fundamental situation that women have it easier than men. Here's my perspective. Argue, counter back, push back. Mm-hmm. I always ask this question. I said, who has it harder out there, men or women? And constantly I hear, well, men have it harder, bro. We got to fucking dig the ditches. We got to have the tough jobs. Mm-hmm. We're the one that got to pay the bills. Men have it harder. And I said, little food for thought. Here's why I think women have it harder in today's society. Mm-hmm. I want to open it up to you guys. As a man, I'm all about clarity. 
As a man, it might be hard to make money, to be fit, to learn game, to pick up chicks, to be successful. It might be hard, but at least you know the pattern for success. At least there's a blueprint. Here's what you need to do. Put a fucking nice suit on or some nice sweatpants for Destiny. Look good. Get your ass out there. Meet people. Succeed. Make money. The world's your oyster. Now, what's your advice to women? Is it get out there, get a career, get a job, kill it? Maybe. Or is it be a good wife, be submissive, don't be a fucking bitch, like don't go on OnlyFans, be a good housewife, stay in the kitchen, be a traditional woman. Which one is it? Because it's totally polarizing opposite advice for women. So again, I'm all about clarity. It's very me easy for me to look in the camera, talk to you guys out there and be like, you're too fat, you're too lazy, stop smoking weed, stop watching porn, get your ass out there, work, do your thing. You'll find success, done, blueprint. As a woman, what do you say to a woman? Go get a job, go to college, be a boss babe. Now you're single and lonely at 40. Hey, don't, don't get a job. You know, get your get yourself a husband. Fig, like let your like let the man lead. You be the follower. Mm -hmm. It's like now you're divorced at 40 mm -hmm. because you're in a sexless marriage. So it is very hard for a woman. So my argument is, it's actually a lot harder for a woman to decide what to do. Mm -hmm. What's your argument to that, pro? Yeah, I mean it depends what outcome you want. Mm. So I mean I think you make different choices based on the outcome you want. Okay, so how do you know, but like this goes back to my college thing is, how do you know what your outcome you mm -hmm. want when you're 16, 17, 18 years old? Mm -hmm. Very hard to do. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely a challenge that women have. I agree with you. Yeah, what are your thoughts? I, I don't like the, the saying like one is harder or one is easier. Mm -hmm. I think that women have very unique challenges they face. I think men have unique challenges they face. Um, I don't know if I would ever say that one is harder or one is easier. Mm -hmm. Like if you are a pretty woman, you can get your feet in the door in a lot of different ways mm -hmm. that men can't. But then you get sexually harassed. But yeah, but then there's the trade-off is that yeah. everybody's trying to fuck you, right? That's yeah. a pro, everybody's trying to fuck you, but it's also a big con that everybody's trying to fuck you. I think of all like the archetypes of women that I've met in my life, I feel like really hardworking, but very pretty women have it probably the worst because they're constantly gaslighting themselves into having no idea if they're actually achieving or you know being successful or if everybody's just like basically giving them handouts because they want to fuck them eventually and like living in that kind of like duality is a very very confusing place to be like as a man I ne like if I'm getting credit for something <laughs> as much as I like to believe it it's not because some woman wants to fuck me no, no, it's because uh, I'm actually succeeding no, no, somewhere no, right? so they all want yeah, to fuck you bro sure, yeah. <laughs> the but only like, reason I have you on the show is because sure. we're all trying to fuck you but for like a woman yeah you legitimately have no fucking idea like am I performing well my boss gave me a lot of compliments my coworkers seem to like me am I getting a leg up because you do get a lot of help if you're a woman if you're a woman in computer science you're the only woman in the class well at least for white women you're getting a lot of fucking help in that class mm -hmm. compared to anybody let, else let right? me recap um, what you just said bro because that's yeah. very powerful if you're if you're a hard-working working attractive woman then what you, you never know like are you successful on your own merits or is everybody around you just gaslighting you into thinking that while well, they're trying to fuck you i think a woman okay. would know a woman. Well, I was just like, a you would know, like, oh, I, I really put in work, like, I achieved this recognition because this work is, it's phenomenal. Versus, like, you can tell by how they address you, how they speak with you. Because I do agree with you. You're mm -hmm. in a workplace, and uh, there are men who want that intention. But as a woman, you can approach, approach that situation knowing that that's their intention. So I think as a woman, like, you can determine, like, am I getting this credible, uh, am I getting credit be based on my work or am I credit cre getting credit based on my looks? Like, as a woman who is attractive, like, you can tell. 
Like you can tell when a man's flirting with you. You can tell when a man wants something from you. You can see that. I think I, I would agree with you for the most part, but I think there's two things. One, I think every attractive woman goes through a point in her life where she realizes like, fuck, a lot of this has come from my looks. I right. think that comes a little bit later than, at least as a guy, we would assume. Right. Um, and then two, I think that it gets really hard around like edge cases where you're like trailblazing, right? If you're like in a sales department mm -hmm. and you've got like fucking numbers, mm -hmm. right? And you can see like, obviously I'm outperforming, that's fine. But if you're working in like entertainment or if you can reach out to like CEOs of companies and they're mm -hmm. calling you back, or if you're getting like invited to podcasts or whatever, mm -hmm. there's always this like whatever. And I think a lot of guys are really good at disguising their intentions, where a guy can treat you in the most respectful manner possible until you're traveling to some fucking convention in the same place somewhere, and then he tries to get you drunk and rape you. Um, I think that it's really, really difficult sometimes to feel out like the fuzzy edge cases. If there's guys that are like blatantly stuck empty, you can tell. But I think it's just a weird thing for a woman to always have that in the back of her head, whereas for guys, we never, there's not a time in our lives. You can make that argument for a really though. successful guy that you never know if the girl's into him for him or his money. Very good point. That is true. As Very well. good point. Is Go that, deeper. I you're think saying, it's better for a woman to hide that. Guy, well, yeah, if you're the guy, more successful you are, you're like, does she love me for me? Or the fact that I make a million dollars a yes. year? That's and something and that is a very good point. You know who's even better at disguising their intentions than men? Women are. Women yes. are much better playing the game. I agree with you. I, Go ahead, Alex. Go deeper, buddy. We're going to talk about the women that flirt with their bosses to get a, to get ahead, too. Yeah. Of course. So a lot of times, like these girls will flirt with their bosses and then play victim later. Yeah, well, like, fundamentally agree on that. But Alex, I want to kind of stay where you were at. You're saying, all right, cool, we're shitting on guys and being kind of shady or whatever. Women can, holy we can, shit, Women can be just as shady when they're messing with a successful guy, yes. especially in Miami. And a lot of these rich guys, they get completely screwed. They are like, fuck, they get drained for all their money because they fucked with the wrong girl and then she yep. took pretty much everything. What have you seen? Have you seen an actual I've seen, example? I've had countless clients who've had that happen to them. Yeah, they got married early, then they, you know, their business became successful. Or they got married when their business was already successful to the wrong kind of girl, right? So screening yeah. is important for both genders. I don't think it's only something that women have to screen with so the people in their life. I've, Men I've, also have to screen. Real quick, I, that yeah. could be possible. I would be curious what type of guy it is. Maybe because I might be, this might be my bubble because of the industry that I work in, mm -hmm. but it's very easy for me to tell immediately how a girl feels about me if she's like fake or not. Because like you either know everything that I'm involved in or not. Like if a girl came up to me and she wanted to have like an in-depth conversation about like fucking fiscal policy to try to fake me out for my money. I mean, I'll pay her off. Like good job. You, you like don't think a woman can tell when a guy's trying to fuck them? Most women can tell that too. No, I think it's women not. can tell, but I'm just saying that like if a woman is trying to just like get in good with me because she thinks I've right. got money, like I think I'm going to be able to weed that out really fucking right, but here's what I want to address. Ah. Here's what I want to address. If you're that dude and you're having success and you're doing things in your life and you're single and you're out there, what type of question should you ask these women to vet them? Because I totally agree with you. Mm -hmm. There's women out there that see a dollar sign on a guy and they're like, sugar daddy just walked in. Like there's a video of a girl that she's like, here's the best place to find a sugar daddy. You don't go to clubs. You don't go to strip clubs. You go to the nice restaurants because there they are. They're all together. I call it the sugar daddy watering hole. I've seen this girl do this video. And she's like, they're all at the nicest restaurants in Miami or New York, or LA, whatever. And they're all eating together doing their thing. So you, as a dating coach, what types of questions should a man ask women up front to kind of vet what the woman is looking for? I think it's less about questions and more about not leading with your money. So I like the Dave Chappelle joke where he says, like, when I have a date, I drive up in a uh, dumpster truck. And then when the girl's like, oh, I don't want to date a dumpster driver, he's like, I'm Dave Chappelle, bitch. So I kind of like that like, whole idea that you're not taking the girl to a fancy restaurant. You're not leading with your money. Uh, you're not, like, showing off your car. You're keeping all that hidden until you get to know her. And if she legitimately fucks with you, 
without seeing all your wealth, and it's like a nice cherry on the top. So that would that's what I would recommend. I feel never, like that is a very idealistic, hey, I just happen to be Dave Chappelle answer, yeah. but that's not the reality because we live in Miami. You know what it's like. You kind of got to give a little bit of crumbs, a little bit, and then you can kind of reveal. But, okay, but even to get the date with the girl, like if you're just some dude at the bar, you're going to have to say something to be like, well, I do this for work, and I do this. Like, I'm not saying you have to drive up in your Lamborghini and take her to home to your mansion, but you have to say, like, well, yeah, I'm actually, like, I own this bar. Or, like, yeah, my friends own this bar. Or, yeah, like, the, I'm, a, I'm an attorney. Or whatever. You're going to have to give them some sort of game. But you do have to have a conversation ask some questions. So I fully agree. Don't just let, you know, let the money do the talking for you. But you do have you to have ask to be, some questions. I think you have to be cognizant what, of the What questions of would you actually ask them? I don't think there's a specific question I would ask the girl. I think I would just literally not do any of the stuff you're saying. I would not, if I was the owner of the bar, if I was just trying to get laid, yeah, sure, I would use that to my advantage. But if I was looking for a relationship, I would leave all that part out. I would not stress the fact that, you know, I'm friends with the owner. I would leave all that out. I think you can also just have a good game and make the girl laugh and build a lot of sexual tension and lead with that instead of leading with possessions of money. I think I actually just answered my own question. And I think that the answer is you need to ask them questions. Yeah. I don't think there's a specific question. I think I just answered what I was okay. trying to ask you. If you're, I see this problem, whether it's in business or whether it's in dating, guys just want to talk about themselves. And it's like selling isn't telling, selling is asking. Okay, so, hey, what are you doing here? Who are you here with? What are you guys looking to do tonight? And if you're getting, like, you'll get these answers. Yeah. We're just trying to find a dude with a yacht. I've, if I had a fucking dollar for every time a girl <laughs> said that, I'd be fucking gazillionaire. We're just trying to find a yacht to party on. It's like, cool, good luck with that yacht. If they're like, hey, yeah, I'm just visiting like my grandma and I'm in town. It's like, cool, family values, got it, boom, boom. Asking questions is the best thing you could do. I guess you could ask. I think you're saying there's no specific questions, which I, I think I, there I are. I changed my mind about it, actually. You could ask what type of guys does she usually date. You could ask okay, about her Okay, well, there we go, baby. You are changing try, your mind. There's to, questions. You've changed my mind, yeah. You okay. could ask that, yeah. So what questions do you, would you ask? I would ask about her, like, once we're already talking or vibing, I would ask about her last relationship. I'd be like, oh, yeah, so what kind of guys do you are usually into? Yeah. I would start off with that. She would tell me, be like, oh, cool. So do you are you with a typical Miami sugar baby? And then see how she responds to that. Yeah. She'd be like, no, you know, my last guy was broke. Okay, that's something. Where she's like, um... Well, I do like millionaires, and that's a different story. Uh, I think the question that we asked yesterday is actually probably one of the first questions you should ask a girl. How's your relationship with your dad? Yeah. I think I, I don't think you're going to ask that on a first date. Don't get me wrong. I mean, yeah. on a first time, you're not going to go up to a girl in a bar and be like, hey, how you doing? Can I buy you a drink? Uh, how do you get along with your dad? <laughs> but I think that is a very important question to ask a girl. Like, I don't think it's a very weird situation. I don't think it's a coincidence that Pearl is the girl she is, and she has an amazing relationship with her father. I think that is the reason... That is the pearl, the girl as she is. Would you agree or disagree? No, I agree. Um, I look up Give to my... Give a shout out to your dad I, right yeah, now shout real out quick. Dad. No, I look up to my dad a lot. Like, a lot of... Um, I don't know. I feel like a lot of the reasons, like, I do things that I do is, like, I was always trying to, like, make my dad proud. I don't, which is kind of lame, I know, but I don't know. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I think your dad is really proud. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> okay. Well, like, dude, I'm going to give you some credit here. I've seen okay. your girl. She's cute. You nice. get girls. Okay. Despite the pajamas, you get girls. It's because of the pajamas. It's because of the pajamas. <laughs> I like to stand out, you know? That's and a, a room full of guys with suits. Is that what they call you, the tripod? With. That's what they called yeah, you in high exactly, school, right? Yeah, Respect. Uh, what was your game when you're talking to girls? Like, what kind of questions are you asking? What's, what's your game, right? Like, um, this is going to sound the most cuck shit in the world. Uh, I don't mean to make it sound that way. 
But um, yeah, just like treating people like normal fucking human beings usually works. That thing that you just said about asking questions yeah. is that's not that's not even a good. It's a good pickup technique, but that's a good yeah. conversational technique. Period. That's just right? good for humans. Yeah, if you're talking to people yes. and you ask them questions yes. and you refer back like jokingly to things they've said, like it creates in the other person's mind that you have a huge interest in that person. Yeah. Um, it is exceedingly rare that a guy or a girl on a date gets asked a lot of meaningful questions about who they are, where they come from, what they want to do, how they feel about things. If you can be the person to give somebody that conversation, it leaves them, like, I'll have conversation, I'll come by, the person doesn't know a fucking thing about me because they didn't say shit. And they're like, oh yeah, like, I feel like a really good conversation last night. Like, I remember that like a lot. Um, so that's like a really good starting point, I think, is being but able to talk to somebody, connect to somebody. I will say that you are smarter than most and you do have a gift of gab. So you're better than most. So you've got, like, someone said this the other day. They said, um, you know, like, women want a provider, a protector to be present, and then they said that the protecting thing, you might have even been you. I, I think so. The it was, I think the it was, thing a, is it was being a verbal protector, oh. meaning like, like some girls want a guy who's a protector, you're thinking, oh, he's going to protect you. But sometimes it's just a guy who's quick and sharp and that can defend his woman that's true. verbally. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I feel well, like that's you. Like somebody that's confident but not meek. I think confidence is always a good trait for mm -hmm. all men. thousand and, percent yeah, agree. Yeah, for sure. If, if you ask a girl, like, give me your top three qualities, you probably ask a girl this a million times. It's got to be funny one, right? Yeah. You're always going to get funny, smart, handsome, yeah. attractive, good looking. There's like things going down the list. Confidence is at the top three of every woman's list. Have you not heard that a million times? No, I agree with you. Yeah. And it's I think a dating even, it even bleeds into other things as well. Like the type of humor that you can employ sometimes will come down to how confident you are That's about a person and everything, yeah. too. Yes. So, yeah. Oh, my God. So I would say, I, it's funny you say that. My <laughs> buddy, my buddy would things, say, you know. he would go, so, dude, you say things to girls that if I said to them, I'd be in jail. Yeah. But he's like, because you do it in a confident, joking manner, you get away with it. He's like, I don't know how you do it. I was like, I was like well, number one, you're creepy as fuck, dude. So you probably got to work on that, not you, to my buddy. No, no, I know what you mean. But I'm very playful with it. Like, yeah. So for instance, I'll give you one example. You're like, all right, give me an example. How many times have you been in this situation? All right, so hey, like, we're gonna go back to my place and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna have fun later or whatever. Mm -hmm. She goes, "You're not a murderer, right?" And I'm like, "Oh no, no, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna murder you, yeah, hundred percent." Like, you lean into the joke. She's like, "Ha ha ha." Well, like, <laughs> if you're like, "No, I would never murder you," it's like that's exactly like what a murderer like would like say. Yeah, say. That's yes, true. We're more yes. To so I'm just point is like, there's things you could joke there's about. A, there's a really good example of this on yes. a. Um, it was on one of those fucking uh, dating panel shows or whatever. I, I bet everybody here has seen it. But it's the clip of the girl is like, I think she's like, let's say we get into a fight over something. What would you do? And there's like one guy that I think he's like in a hoodie and sweats or whatever. Oh, he's I saying, remember that one. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. saying like, well, first I would gaslight you into thinking it was your fault, <laughs> and I would ignore you for so three months funny. to create dependency. Then afterwards, maybe we'd go out for a movie or something like, or whatever. It was like, it was a really funny answer, and it showed a lot of insight into like a lot of things. Like people, a lot of dumb people came away from that thinking like, wow, she picked him just because he's an asshole. But the reality was the answer was funny. It was clever. Yes. It showed insight into a lot of dating pitfalls and i think yeah. that like things like that are why the person like opted towards that guy yeah yeah what was that on always sunny what was no. that no no it was a real it was, a, it was a, some show. dating yeah. show yeah it was yeah. some youtube dating show is it like a jubilee thing or something it, it was like a I jubilee knockoff so. it yeah, wasn't knock jubilee off. yeah but by the way that's that comes from confidence having enough confidence to be like all right i'm gonna throw some fucking weird shit this girl's way see what For she sure. says although and i she will ate say it up, yes or no yeah of course she loved it okay, yeah but you can go wrong there too there are times where you can lean too hard like you miss some yeah, go on. 
I was just saying that you missed something. Is there an example you're thinking of? You're laughing. Uh, there, I, there was some girl. Sometimes when I go back to Omaha, I'll hop on Tinder. I'll see if I can hang out with somebody for a day or two. And this happened like a year or two ago. Um, but I remember there was some girl. She, we wanted to go out to eat. And usually if I've got them like out to like go eat, usually we're good at that point. And I don't remember what it was. She was a big Trump supporter. And usually like I can joke a lot like politically and people are cool. But I made a joke that was pretty hard. And she, I could tell from the rest of the dinner. She was what like, was, what was the, what joke? Was the joke? I don't remember. Oh. It was something, it was Here's something about like. Here's the most awkward joke ever. Destiny, no, it go. wasn't even awkward. It was something about, she was complaining about sending up Pelosi's pens or something. She used like gold pens to sign some shit. And I think I made a joke about Trump buying cheeseburgers. I don't remember what it was. It, was, it, was, it wasn't even that edgy of a joke. But I could tell she got like really mad. Oh. And, by the, and by that point, she was like done. So there's probably times you can push too hard. And it's like, oh, fuck you, fuck Question up. for you, buddy. Yeah. Because you have an open relationship yeah. with your girl. Yep. And you also have an open relationship with your girl. One way open relationship, but yeah. Okay. She's sitting right there. How you doing? That's not I just awkward. want to clarify that uh, real quick. One, it's, it's one way. Okay. <laughs> Don't you be looking at the cameraman. You're looking for a husband. I think you'll make a great wife. Um, when you meet the, these girls, let's say in Omaha, uh, are you more interested in meeting a liberal girl that you'd get along with or meeting a conservative girl that you kind of want to hate fuck. Um, I don't. I can't hate fuck somebody. I can't hold two contradictory things like that in my okay. mind. Okay. Like if I'm horny and I get upset about something, like I'm not. We can't fuck. All right. Like, so I'm who are you more bad. interested in? Um, I Who's think you wilder get, in the bedroom? I think you can get along that? with all types of people. I, I like. I, I don't think that people's political opinions have very little to do with how they conduct themselves in real life. That was something that, so? that yeah, got yeah, wiped yeah. from I, my I fucking mind you. over the past I five agree. years. A lot of my friends have been like liberal. I've talked to so uh, yeah. many conservatives that are like all my conservative friends. They all do fucking drugs. They're all fucking sluts. They're horrible people. On my progressive <laughs> yeah. side, a lot of them are fucking racist losers. They treat people like shit. Like, I, I don't think that like, they're, they're, yeah, no, your political opinions have Very nothing to do with you. Right agree? I feel like it's more I like your personality too. traits yeah. versus like, I, like I get along with people that are more extroverted too and mm -hmm. just like more similar. Mm. Like I find that that's more. Um, By more the way, than, more if, than if, uh, you talked about uh, like disrespecting and all that, whatever, but so there's this term like uh, toxic masculinity these days, which I think is just an a absurd great term. term. <sighs> I think it's a, lot a great of toxic term. Masculine traits. Oh. Yeah. So I don't think yeah. I think oh, there's God. just toxic people. I, I, I think there's toxic women that you should stay the hell away from. I think there's toxic men who are fucking idiots and cavemen. You should stay away from them. I think it's an unfair label. Um, there are traits that are unique to men that get toxically exemplified, no? Such as? Um, like the ability to never show any emotion ever and to be a stoic person that keeps it all inside and like never fucking There's a lot anything. of benefits to being a stoic, though. Not a healthy I, I stoic that, that processes and doesn't repress everything. Yes. But like you should be able to have a... I think that not being able to have a conversation relating to your emotions, I think, is a huge sign of insecurity and weakness. Yeah, but there's a difference between having emotions and being a human and being an emotional man. There's yeah, a big but this difference. is like, you guys don't believe, why do you bring this up? They, like, you will, people, okay, every time, okay, you might not believe this. I'll give you a little bit of credit, okay? And I don't think Alex does. I don't know about you. Okay, people will do this shit where they'll be like, oh, no, when we say, like, don't be overly emotional, what we mean is, like, don't cry all the time and blah, 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 blah. If that's all you were saying, I'd be cool with that. But a yeah. lot of these people here are like, if you ever show any vulnerability to your woman ever, she'll leave you. Yeah, that's true. It's not, but it's not, like. It's true what? Like, Freshman Fit says that all the time. Yeah, and that Hamas guy mm -hmm. yeah, that wears Hamza. the robes all the yeah, time, yeah, or Hamza, yeah, whatever the fuck, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who says what, but the message that I've generally understood is that it, it's kind of like you just don't know. Every woman's different and how much emotion that she's willing to like put, like I want to say put up, like put up with differs on the women. So a lot of guys just say it's easier just to not. I, I, I think Destiny actually makes a very valid mm -hmm. point here, to be honest with you. There, there's a fine line. So the, I, I like always using a one mm -hmm. through 10 scale, right? 10 is being like, showing no emotion whatsoever. I will never, never be vulnerable with my mm -hmm. girl. 
and one is being a crying fucking baby. Mm -hmm. I don't think you should be either. I think you should find a fucking balance. I think appropriate balance is probably being an eight. Mm -hmm. Being a man, but also having some emotion. Do you understand? Do you see what I'm saying here? Where I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, but like the number is meaningless. That's going to mean different things to different people. Like an eight for some person might be like, the only time I'm going to cry is if both my parents die within 12 hours. No, of no, other, no, no, right? no, no, no. Or some people might mean like an eight is like, I had a bad day at no, work, no, no, no. I'm going to bed a little bit. Like it just depends. I, think, I, I, I actually I think know, a one through ten is very fair. Oh. All, I, all I know is the men that I respect the most in my life, I've barely ever seen cry. So, but. <laughs> I, so I think that a healthier engagement with the question is, I'm going to go back to the thing we said before, I think the confidence is the thing that underpins all of it, mm -hmm. right? If I'm upset and you see me upset, mm -hmm. um, and I'm not playing League of Legends, it's because some serious shit happened, right? It's supposed to be like the archetype of like, dad is crying, that means something really bad happened. I, There's some I crazy agree. shit happening, right? So like, yeah, like, I think it's okay to get emotional over things, but as long as like, something like serious happened, um, and I think it's better to be able to show that and share that with your partner than to like keep it all fucking bottled up. But like, if you come home and you're like crying because you had like a bad interaction with a customer, yeah, of course. But again, the problem there isn't whether you're emotional or too emotional. It's like it's a lack of like confidence that is like showing like an emotional instability. I think, which is the problem. I think it's ultimately because we talked about the people that are saying they should never cry, you should never do anything like that. I mm -hmm. think it's just a backlash to basically what's been happening in society. This feminization of men and men aren't being real men anymore. There is stats out there that show like how men were more manly, World War II, serving your country versus men out there. It's like there's guys that, you know, grand grandpa died or like mm -hmm. almost died, gave his life up in World War II and you're crying over a video game because you mm -hmm. got shot and killed. But the, 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 there, there is this like coddling of young men today where it's like, the term man up. They used to be like, yo, man up. Now that's mm -hmm. like, you can get in trouble yeah, but you for can't, telling I, someone you can't, you to man up. Out, you, I just think as women, like we're looking for someone that stays strong when shit hits the fan. Exactly. And it's not to say that you can never, ever show any ounce of emotion, but I just think in general, it's better to err on the side of caution. I, I think we have to recognize that where we were before was unacceptable. Where we were 20 years ago was not acceptable. Where men are killing themselves at what three, four, five times the rate of women. Where men mm -hmm. are too scared to seek help for like psychiatric problems. Uh, where men leave the military and has, they go fuck. Has the suicide rate gone down since? I don't actually know. Um, has it gone uh, down since like a hundred years bit, ago? Still, yeah, no. I think it's still higher for men. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just no, saying, like, no, I'm the saying, no, I meant like. So if like let's say one out of every 100 men committed suicide 100 years ago, is it two today? Is it 0.5 today? It's I, way did, more I just than don't it know. It's uh, there's so more why men is committing that? suicide why today. Why are men struggling and committing oh. suicide more than ever now? Is so, that what you're saying? No, I'm I'm asking the question. No, I don't I'm, actually but you said know. are those the stats? I th I believe it. I looked at this at one debate I did. I think it was like in the 70s. It was like we hit our crescendo with like the most amount of male suicides, mm -hmm. and then it's gone down a little bit, but now it's rising again. So is mm -hmm. that? By the way, is there? An, I, I, we don't have the answers here, but mm -hmm. is is it younger men? No, I, I think I it's look, normally I look at the ages. it's it's people always think it's teens that are killing themselves, but I don't think that's the I case. Guess the biggest 45? the bracket yeah, is 45? around forty five. Yeah. I think it's when people are leaving, you get kind of lonely, you get disconnected from the world, and then you're kind of like. So I I, I I have three things that are coming to mind here. Wait. Before your three yeah. things, I just want to say before yeah. that, like, if we're gonna do like male advice or male empowerment, like. I, I don't even use the term because I know it triggers the fuck out of everybody. But like we have to be able to talk about some concepts related to toxic masculinity that keep men down. And one of those is the inability to process emotions. I'm not saying you've got to go around and be like, and I admit. Can I, can I have an example of what that means? As in like when you, like here's an example, okay? okay? Men cannot have conversations about their emotions ever, okay? Yeah. If a girl goes out with a 
guy, and she comes back and she's talking to her friends, right? Oh my God, I met this guy, he was super cool, he's a blah, blah, blah. Like, guy will go out, meet the woman of his dreams, go home to his friends, and everybody's like, oh, how was it? And the guy's like, cool. And that's all he says, okay. ever, right? Is, this is why, like, um, Is there somebody, something wrong with that? Yes. Oh, why? It's so toxic, because men friendships suck. We get so little out of friendships, and I think it's one of the reasons why men are so desperate for relationships with women, mm-hmm. and I think it also ties into, I think it ties into so many other things. It's one of the reasons why I hear women will complain that when they go on first dates with guys, they feel like they're their fucking therapist or their moms, mm-hmm. and I think oftentimes, because guys have nobody that they talk to in their lives about anything. I think it's why what, when breakups... What guys are they dating? No, I, this I, is I, so I common. This is so common. Another big reason is why, like, whenever you see, like, breakups happen, I've heard a lot of mm-hmm. Red Pill guys say this, women always get so much credit when there's a breakup, mm-hmm. uh, and guys always get shit on, like, they're always blamed, but there's, like, cheating going on women get so much more leeway than men it's because when women have problems in their relationships they're telling all their girlfriends about it like oh my, my boyfriend does this my husband does this and all like it so when something happens yeah they're way more ready to like side with their girlfriend mm-hmm. for guys you know again like the woman might you know be fucking like cutting his tires every day before he goes to work and you know guys are like oh how's everything going at home you're like it's okay <laughs> and that's like all they fucking say like mm-hmm. our relationships are really 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 bad the way that we communicate with each other it's really really yeah. really bad I'll, I'll i'll use our friend dave Chappelle uh, as an example here of a story that, uh, that that he told and, and I'll, I'll 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 give you my feedback he says that like basically men are just like black and white more rational women are so emotional where it's like he gives he did this a whole big stand-up it's like She's like, so what happened? I met Dave, went to the park, punched a guy in the face. That's it. I'm out. That's the man's story. Where the woman's story was like, well, you have to understand that I was on my period that day. And she said something really wrong to me. And then what happened is I was feeling a triggered way. And then what happened was that then Sheila walked in and it's like, Jesus, it's so fucking. I just want to know what happened. So there's two conflicting ideologies and like how men and women operate. Men are from Mars, women are from Venus, and that's just how men operate. So women, they're always going to be more emotional. They're going to—it's not about the actual mm-hmm. facts of the story. It's going to be how they felt, and how you made mm-hmm. them feel, and whatever. Like anyway, but as far as men go, I do—I don't like—I don't know. This is—I'm only going—I can only say what I know. I have homies that I've been friends with forever. I could say everything I want to them, up to an extent, because as a man, you know. You can give you can give your boys maybe eighty or ninety percent of the story, and there's maybe like ten percent of it you'll leave out because you don't want to go, like you don't want to reveal too much to the dude. So I actually agree with what you're saying to an extent. Meaning, if I had an issue and I was some girl I was seeing, I'd be like, yeah, so we went on this date and this and that, whatever, whatever, whatever. And I would be like, I, we would have the surface level conversation just to get it off your chest, but maybe there's a little like you know, below the iceberg type of thing that you won't reveal. So I don't know if I buy the, 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 the notion. The matters. I, I, well, right. <laughs> but I don't know if I buy the motion that men have no friends and they have no one to talk to. I, I would highly encourage men to have friends that they should talk to. Hundred percent. It's not every man. There's some men who do. I do also have really good friends I can talk to. But there is a lot of dudes who, yeah, like Destiny is right. Like when they show up on a date, it is like a therapy session because they've been they've been withholding their emotions for so long, and then there's just finally, finally someone, and they spend two hours just like complaining Unloading. to a girl. Yeah. That's the worst thing a guy could ever it do. Is. I know, but the, is that you bottle up all your emotions, you don't talk to your boys, and you're gonna go fucking to blow it on a date with a girl when you should be asking questions. But the reason you is because. Moron, no, right. shut up and ask questions. Now's not the time to be emotional and some a girl you just met. Right, but the reason is because he has no one he can share with. 
Ugh, but find a friend, of, homie. But part of the emotions is not just being like emotional like a woman and crying. Like there's also anger. That's an emotion that men sure. tend to have as well. And if they don't know how to handle that and maintain that, then that leads to them lashing out, you know, making decisions out of being at a high emotion and not knowing how to control it. So I do think it is important that men do learn how to master all of the emotions, not just when you're sad or when you're happy, but also when you're angry. Because a lot of times men will be in positions with high pressure. And if they don't know how to manage that emotional time, that they could turn into a completely different direction of where they were trying to go. So I think men expressing their emotion, there is a time and a place for it. Now, do I think they should be crying all the time? No, absolutely not. But there is, I think there is strength in a man who knows how to handle all of his emotions. Um, mm. Because... I it's reliable, you know? As a woman, you're like, okay, he's upset, he knows how to be upset and recover. Mm -hmm. He's angry, he knows how to be angry and recover. So I think there is importance in men. Nat, I have a, I question, I have a question for you. I have a question for Nat, because yeah. this is the, the second or third time you've addressed this exact same thing, yeah. and I think you're spot on. How are you so well-versed at this exact topic about a man handling his emotions, not succumbing to being emotional, mm -hmm. being almost stoic, yeah. playing it cool, and if you know that if dad is crying, some shit has happened, right. kind of you addressed. Mm -hmm. yeah. How are you so familiar with this? I mean, my dad, uh, he grew up with all women in the house. So we had a lot of emotions he had to handle. And not only was he handling his own emotions, but he's also handling our emotions uh. as well. So his reaction to our emotions, it also does teach a man how to handle emotions as well. Oh, my God. I just realized something. You yes. have all sisters? All, yeah. Yeah. How many women well, are in your house? we're blended, but in the household. Yeah. How many women? All women and then our little dog, Dante. How many women? Uh, three, four. There's three girls and my mom. So four women and then our dog. That's okay. a boy. Gotcha. All right. Forget about the dog, but shout out to him. <laughs> so it's your dad and all women in the household. Yes. Because I asked you how, do you, how are you so familiar with this? Because yes. you've seen your dad, yes. who's a pretty solid dude. Shout out to Marvin. He's and stoic. he's just there being a logical actor, making money, successful guy. And he's just dealing with, I'm on my period. And he's just like, stay calm, brother. Don't freak out. Play fucking cool. Be a stoic. And that's how you learned about your dad. And that's what you learned about being a man. Yes. To, and Damn. I think that's probably one of, that's something that men should also learn is that being around women and their emotions, I think that's also a lesson for you to learn how to handle those emotions without you necessarily going through it. You know, like you don't have to go through chaos or, or turmoil to know like, oh my God, this is so bad. That, yeah. like, you can see it and you can experience from an outside perspective and learn and take that information and, and move with that. Very powerful. So. Hopefully, hopefully we're listening. I'd also, way, say, I'd also yeah. push back a little because people always say like women are You just want to push back on well, everything. Because I, love the standards are so I can dumb. tell you that the she sky is blue. Listen, no, you're like, great. I'm going to push back on the sky listen, right Well, it depends now. on how far up in the atmosphere you are, okay? No. <laughs> but listen, like the idea that like women are emotional, men are women are emotional. Okay, men are emotional and I'm glad she brought this up because yeah. the anger thing is a huge fucking issue, okay? Yeah. People, guys will say some shit like women are emotional and then bump into a dude on the street that scuffs his shoes and then somebody dies like five <laughs> seconds later, okay? Do you think men and women are equally emotional? I think that... It's very rare that men and women are like equal in anything, no, except like for maybe you, like number of limbs. Like I'm, saying, I'm saying by and large, do you think men and women are equally emotional? Like I would say probably yes, but it's going to be expressed differently in different yeah. ways. So like mm -hmm. men are probably, I think men tend to be a little bit more extroverted in their displays of emotion, and women tend to be a little bit more like in their head with it. I think this is a big problem when it comes to child rearing. When little girls cry, 
the teaching for them is like, hey, you're crying. Why are you crying? Like, let's figure it out. But when boys are upset, they want to like hit something. And you say, no, don't do that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, fuck, I can't have emotions as a boy, right? And I think that's something we carry with us throughout like our entire life um, as, as young boys into adolescent men, into young men into adulthood, whereas women are taught from an earlier age to like process their emotions. So it's hard to say like who's more emotional um, because like women obviously can express it in some areas, men can express it in other areas. I think that's- you bring up a very good point because mm-hmm. we all know that dude, if he steps on a shoe in the club, he's trying to fight you now. Ugh. But I feel like those guys are few and far between, and those guys are looking for a fight, and those guys probably didn't what didn't understand like mm-hmm. social dynamics and understand how to handle their emotions as a kid. Moving on, uh, um, okay. the the topic I want to get into Wait, now. Wait, answer your question. Speak, I what what were you gonna say? <laughs> no, you can go. It's fine. Okay, I, I, moving wow. on. Let's move on because <laughs> we've got about 20 minutes left, okay, and we're okay. gonna get to super chats. Yeah. I, I do want to address the face of this toxic masculinity these days, which is none other than our friend Andrew Tate. Now, I'm a fan, I'm a friend. I think he's, a, I think he's, I think he's been, I think he's been uh, sold a bill of goods. We'll see what happens here. The latest news, I saw your episode that you did uh, the other day with Yeah, the, where we covered his uh, how to yes. traffic women guy. So yeah. the, this whole lover boy method thing was where uh-huh. you can make women fall in love with you, uh, which is not easy to do by the way, but you make women fall in love with you and then you coerce them into sex trafficking, the charges I guess, against him now are suspicion of human trafficking, sex trafficking, potentially rape, doubt that, former organizing crime group, and then the easiest ones, well, they'll always get you if they want to get you, are money laundering and tax evasion. That's how they get Capone. That's how they get all these guys, okay? I guess the latest news is he's been detained for an additional 30 days um, in Romanian prison. Um, I really enjoyed that, that thing, that breakdown you did with the Romanian attorney basically breaking down the case. You did that, and then Sneeko came on and, I don't know, kind of said his case. Yeah. What, what was that? What Sneeko was doing to Andrew Tate. What was Sneeko doing? Slurping up. Oh, wow. <laughs> Just slurping All up. you guys do. You guys suck him off so hard. No, nah, no, nah, I've called out Tate on a few things. Okay, all right. So there's people in the chat that are like, oh, Adam said one bad thing about Tate. He should go to hell now. It's yeah. like, relax, dude. Um, but you interviewed Tate recently. I think you were the last interview of Tate before he went to jail. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I want to get the panel's uh, basically take on, A, what are your thoughts on Tate? Mm-hmm. Do you think these charges are trumped up? Do you think he's actually going to be seeing real legitimate jail time here? Mm-hmm. And what will the final outcome be? So, you want to go first? Ladies well, first. I, don't, I don't know all the facts of the case, I'd like to say. So I, from what I understand, could you explain more about, like, well, let's let the yeah, man who just did a breakdown. I don't, I don't know. So Andrew Tate is being accused of essentially he gets women um, into this like mind state where they're very much into him. Mm-hmm. And then I think his goal is to get that woman to a dinner with another woman that works for him. He gets that woman to convince the other woman that is like in love with him to like start camming and doing sex work. And I think he flies him out to I think they were doing their business in Romania. Um, he basically has like this like cam girl sweatshop set up in their basement where mm-hmm. he's got all these women working and then he just kind of like keeps them strung along that way like doing camming shit uh, defrauding them on their taxes and stealing money from them mm-hmm. uh, and then doing that indefinitely and then are there's th- also some of the charges I think accused of threats of physical and emotional abuse mm-hmm. I think as well and then there was that one threat of uh, or there was the rape thing too but I don't know if that was accused to Andrew or if it just said that was about the four people so it might not have been Andrew himself that was accused of that but th- the whole thing is like he said all of this on camera, loudly and proudly, meaning here is my business model. Uh-huh. As case example, you're a pretty girl. You want to make some money. 
You're doing OnlyFans. You're doing all types of video chatting things anyway. Okay? Come with me, and you can make $10,000 a wait, month. No, it yeah, there's one flaw. He's going for new girls. Yeah, they girls weren't girls in the okay. industry. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. So he's recruiting. You have, you have existing salespeople, and you have new salespeople. That's how businesses work. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, I'm just boiling it down just, to the basic. Can I, can I ask Hear me out. Hear me out. Before everyone jumps in, you can make $10,000 a month in my business model, but I keep half. Or you can attempt to do it yourself, and you can make $2,000 a month, and you can do it, and you keep 100%. Here are your options. And that's the way that he's broken it down on camera multiple times. So he says, I've seen it consistently. Go out and try to do it on your own. You make less money. Come to me, you'll make more, but I'm also gonna make some money. And that's how he made his fucking money, and that's his business model. The video Whether he was doing tax evasion, money laundering, coercion, that's another story. But he's been very open up. That's what the business no, no, no. model the, the, was. The business model, he wasn't selling it. Oh, sorry, you want to talk about it. No, I just had a question about, so were the girls free to leave the whole time? That, that's, I think, a contentious point. I think there were logs leaked where there was talk of passport holding, and that, that's where the threat of physical and emotional violence come in. But I would have to see what the actual accusations were. And, and the accusations, um, they, what did they accuse him of? You said Human trafficking. Rape, no, rape. It was um, emotional. Co you said something. The, so there were four people. that uh, I don't know if there's been a new press release, okay. but the Romanian document announced four people, um, Andrew Tate being one of them. Mm -hmm. Of those four people, uh, one Tristan of them Tate's was accused brother. of rape. Um, yeah. uh, there was... Uh, create a criminal organization, there was uh, sex trafficking, and then there was the money laundering. But I don't think it said specifically who was charged with what. That's my okay. memory of it. Here's what I'll say. And this, this is totally my opinion. Totally my opinion. Mm -hmm. Let's say Andrew Tate had 100 girls working for him. Let's just say. And 99 of them were free to leave, all good, do whatever you want, no issues whatsoever. And then there was this one girl who had fucking issues. There was a, she threw up in the house and wouldn't clean it up. I think Sneeko brought up this example. Yeah, that's right? what Andrew Tate's friend Sneeko said. Whatever. Yes. <laughs> what, I'm just saying. I'm giving. I, I, don't, no, I wasn't fine. there. I'm not, I'm not here to clean up the vomit. No, that's fine. I'm just saying. I can see how this slippery slope happens. There's this one girl. 99 of the other girls are fine. They're making their money. Whatever. Again, this is my opinion. This one girl does something wrong, throws up, disrespects, talks shit, whatever it was. And now there's an issue with this one girl. And they're going to take this issue with this one girl that he held her passport or he, or he wronged her or he physically harassed her because this one girl was acting up. So now you want to take this one case and paint this broad brush around this dude that he's just raping and pillaging women galore. And that to me is, I think, unfair. Okay. Because I don't for, think wait, that's have, what he was doing. First of all, Again, I said that is my opinion. Sure. If what if he's doing... What he said he did in his videos, he is a sex trafficker, full stop. Like what? He says that he gets girls to fall in love with them. He says that he brings them to a dinner with another girl that's working for him with the express intent of that girl to convince this girl. Wait, but did she freely choose to do it? It, it? I just don't. I'm sorry. If I'm thinking, okay, I, I'm putting myself in these girls' shoes. I get a boyfriend, right? And the boyfriend convinces me to do cam work. That was my decision. That's that great that you think decision. that. That's personal cool. decision. No, that's personal like, responsibility. Like, I'm so that's sorry. You think that. I, can you not cut me it's off? Can you not cut me off? Like, I'm just tired of, like, we're going to blame the men for your poor decision you picked to do it 
That's great that you feel that way, but it's still sex trafficking. Your personal feelings don't matter. That's By still the way, sex you're a European girl living in the former USSR. You have no other job options, and you're yeah. hot and you're young. Sure. Or Boom. oftentimes, well, times times they, they weren't complaining about the money. They weren't complaining about the money. He, but he was actively stealing from them. Yeah, he admits <laughs> that. Not actively he admit he that. literally said, yeah. when you're filling out these dumb women's tax forms, you can lie to them about the tax forms and take 20, 40 percent off the top. That is where I think you were right. That is where I think you were right. Hear me out. That is where I think they will get him. Yeah. Because no, even, wait, no, hold on, no. Even if I think you discovered at that point, even if they willingly chose all the time, it's still sex trafficking. I fly to another country, yeah. bring you to a country where you don't speak the language, lock no, you to a basement, that, and then tell that, you, like, hey, stream it, I'll cut you. Not that's a lawyer, sex trafficking. It, for me, that's definition-wise, maybe you're right, okay, maybe you're okay. wrong. I don't know. That's great. That, to me, is not sex trafficking. That's fine. Because yeah. I agree with Pearl. I, These women knew what they were doing. They mm -hmm. knew what they were signing up for. They were free to leave. He wasn't holding their passports. But if he was skimming money off the top with taxes, yeah. That's what they'll sure. get. So this is, these are the two stages, and I agree that that's what you're going to say, because I know that's what all the Tate fans are going to say. First, they're going to say he didn't do it, and then when they said he did do it, and it's obviously clearly sex trafficking, then it's going to be, oh, okay, well, sure, he's sex trafficking, but it's okay. That's not even, like, real sex trafficking, or who cares about sex trafficking? They chose to go to another country okay. where they didn't speak the language, he was stealing money from them, Wait, and they were what, locked in for the first time ever doing that? sex trafficking. So I have, I have a question. So yeah. I, I don't know anything about the Romanian legal system. I don't I don't know the definition of that. Okay, I'm not going to pretend you don't I have do. a, a, I'm sorry. A major sex trafficking law. Law. I don't I don't know I don't study sex trafficking okay. <laughs> it's not my area of expertise but my question is what is incorrect about that statement do you not think the women should take accountability for the choices that they made they should but that, that's besides the point. Yeah, you can take accountability. Like, I'm not asking like, about what the punishment should be for the women. They probably um, been punished enough. I imagine if they worked and had money stolen from them. Mm -hmm. the, what we're talking about was what Andrew Tate did, which is sex trafficking, mm -hmm. right? There are probably women that make bad decisions. Allegedly, charged with. Allegedly, why is it wrong if they freely chose to proven. do it? Why is it wrong if I get somebody in a relationship with me and then I'm able to flip that into them working as a prostitute for me? You freely chose to do it. I just think there's nobody. I couldn't date a single guy that could make me want to do that. That's great for I'm, you, but we're not, this isn't about you. This story but, but, isn't about but, but you. I'm, though. I'm saying, I love how passionate you are and the words you use, but like, we have to be careful. The, these aren't prostitutes. They are. They hear me out. Sex workers. They are, Sorry. They are on camera doing cam girl shit. At any point, they can turn off their camera. At any point, they can say, "I don't feel like it today." But they're doing it to make money. This is a job so they can make money. OnlyFans. Now, OnlyFans, hello. Except they're in another country where they don't speak the language. What do you mean they don't speak the language? This they're is like saying Europe. anybody at any time could go and buy and sell the right options, the right puts or calls to be a billionaire. That's true. But the hard part is making the picks, right? If you're flown to a whole other fucking country, and you've got some dude that you think is your fucking boyfriend that's in love with you, and now you're doing sex work for the first time in your fucking life. You don't speak the language around here. The guy's stealing money from you. Who knows if you even know how to fucking I'm sorry. Book Unless these girls are beyond naive. If they sure. see 99 other girls yeah. there, okay, cool. they don't think, this is my boyfriend, and he loves that's me. That's great. And He's like, fine. now I'm a part of a harem. There's literally a name for the method. <laughs> that's why it's called the lover boy method. This is exactly yes. what they do. But if you don't care about sex trafficking, that's fine. And a lot of people no, apparently no, 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 they don't care about sex trafficking. Which I, is cool. I'm not saying like, I don't care about sex trafficking. W would you say that there's the Jeffrey Epstein sex trafficking and then there's the Tate thing and they're not even fucking close? Yeah, sure. Right? Yeah. What? Go, oh, state okay. your case. I don't, what's the definition of sex trafficking? I don't. I, I just here's would think. Because here's Natalia. I would just. Wait, wait, wait. I would well, just. I would just. I would just think that it was that you aren't free to go. That's what I thought. Right. I thought it's only sex trafficking if, they, trafficking if they're underage or they can't leave. That's what okay. I thought. No, you there, said there's there, three there's, things? I believe there is. I watched some legal breakdown. There's, there's got to be physical pressure, physical violence, coercion, and one more. Uh, it's forced fraud, fraud, fraud and coercion. Yeah, fraud yes. and coercion. Yeah, yeah.
So, so the fraud is, the fraud be is the the taking the money. Mm -hmm. The coercion we don't really know about because we don't know what the evidence that's the police all he, has. That's all he says, she said, right now. Right, well, right now, now. But right we now. don't know what evidence the police has. That's, mm -hmm. that's what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the only reasonable position is to be agnostic until you see what develops in the case. True. Yeah. Here's, I think, I, here's, I think, the biggest point here. Tate has become famous for talking that shit on social media, on YouTube, on TikTok, on Instagram. And what... You know, what will make you famous will also, also fuck you might will fucking yeah. put your ass yeah. in jail. Yeah. And that's the problem that he's having right now. I do this is I'll make my money. I'm a badass. It's like, yo, this guy's sick. Let me follow this guy. Uh, you're going to jail for the exact same reason. That's, that's the problem that he's going to have. That's not what he's going to jail for. Yeah, what are you talking? That's such bullshit. He said. He's going to jail because he's in an Eastern European country that wants to fucking be taken seriously on the world stage. And he's bragging about sex trafficking in the fucking country. That's why he got charged. He's going to jail. Exactly, Literally my point. Exactly but, that's not, but Andrew Tate isn't known for telling young men how to sex traffic. He's known no. for challenging the matrix and challenging the system. No, no, like, he no, people are trying to, that's, people that's are trying to, he's been, he's he been talking about He has a whole course about, the, about that. Yeah. He might have been talking about it, but that's not why he gained popularity, and that's not why people are saying he's being targeted by Romania or the Western world. People are saying, oh, they're targeting him because he's telling young men no, how to the, break the point, the matrix The point he's making is the fact that he's bragged about so much You've publicly is what's so going to bug him in that. It's what's if you want to know what I think Tate stands for, what I actually think he stands for, it's not... Okay, he talks about the matrix and the system, and he has very loudly talked about how he makes his money and the cam girls, and he talks about you know, whether he's toxic masculinity, what he's labeled as. What I actually think Tate stands for is just male self-improvement. Getting in the gym, going to, being a badass, making money, and if you make the money, you get the women, you get the Bugattis, but he's talking about becoming a better version of yourself. But nobody wants to talk about that. They want to talk about him being a sex trafficker. They want to talk about him doing all the, the fucking ridiculous things out there. That, to me, is his message. But it gets masked mm -hmm. by all this other nonsense. So here's my next question to you. Let's say Tate is innocent. Let's just say Tate is innocent. Go with me here. Who do you think is pulling the strings trying to get him fucking set up and put in jail? Go with me here. Who do you think is? Do you think it's corporations? Do you think it's, it's government? Greta, for sure. You think it's Greta Thunberg? <laughs> you think it's the World Economic Forum? You think it's the U.S. government? Mm -hmm. You think it's like... Let's just say Tate's innocent, and he hasn't done any of this. Let's, innocent till proven guilty, ladies and gentlemen. Who do you think is saying this fucking Tate guy? We got to bring this motherfucker down. I don't think there Who's needs to be. It? I don't think there needs to be a big conspiracy. I think it can be as simple as either a prosecutor doesn't like him and makes the wrong decision. Sometimes police mess up, or it could be the U.S. embassy put a little pressure on Romania. That could have also happened. But I don't think there's this big international conspiracy. So you don't on. think it's as it goes to some top no, World Economic Forum no, matrix I, I don't situation? Charles Schwab. Charles Schwab. Chuck no. Schwab. I've heard that name so much. World Economic Forum. No, you'll be, uh, you'll own nothing and I don't, be happy. I'm not that deep into the red pill yet. There's like layers. So I, I haven't hit the, the like they call it the deep state, yeah. right? Isn't that the Pizzagate? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. All right. Well, you're familiar that. with this world. Go, go, go crazy with me. Go conspiracy theory. If, if I was going full who conspiracy. Who is at the top saying the top we have to bring this man Romanian down? Some Romanian official who's like, our country is trying to be taken more seriously. Okay. Eastern European countries are like, I think, vying for validity from the West. And now we've got a guy that's in our country, you know, flagrantly talking about and bragging about fucking sex trafficking so we're gonna fucking take this guy down if 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 i was to entertain a conspiracy yeah. that would be my guess of where it would come i from. would say this is that he talks about corruption mm -hmm. right and he goes every country's corrupt every country's corrupt now do you want to be in a country like the west because tate talks very badly about united states the west uk london eu doesn't speak highly above it that's why he likes more eastern europe dubai you know he's converted to islam uh, he talks about the fact that in Romania, 
He's like, I like the fact that I could just go give a bag of cash and get out of the corruption and just pay it off. Well, it hasn't worked this time. Well, <laughs> that, well that's exactly. The bag's not And that's enough. why I think that he talks about the, the sex trafficking. I think that there's some prosecutor in Romania, like if you want to go there, there's some prosecutor in Romania or some judge or some you know, legal aristocrat, whoever, that's like, oh, right? Okay, bro. Well, test me. You're in my country. Let's see if we're that corrupt. And I think there's maybe somebody with a bone to pick. But so maybe it's not the Charles Schwab's of the world and the Greta Thunberg's of the world and the, you know, the Matrix. Maybe it's just some dude in Romania. The reality, too, is that like when you talk about corruption, there's going to be different types of corruption, right? Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if I could go to a place like Romania and get like a speeding ticket and pay off the cop. Maybe more than I could in the United States. But like double yes. homicide, that's probably a different yeah. thing. So the idea that like There's all corruption is the same and you I can pay up anybody for anything, probably not true. I think that's I've a very that good example. If yes, you're in you're Romania right. and you are doing anything involved with casinos, you're, uh, what is it, greasing wheels or greasing gears with like yeah. pretty bad people. Like that's just like a given. You're affiliated with the, bad people, yeah, yes. Absolutely, that has to be the case. Yes. But I don't think that means you can get away with like blatantly sex trafficking or like raping or killing or like doing crazy shit Especially like that. if you're not a high profile figure. Sure. If you are a high profile figure. Huh. All right, so give me your uh, your prediction. What's going to happen to Tate in 30 days? Prediction. Me first? Yeah. Uh, I, I like to wait until the facts of the case are out. It could go either way. It could be that How a couple women... How diplomatic of you. Well, because it could be that a couple women gave testimony. They yeah. can't um, validate it anywhere else. They've got maybe a couple whatever text messages, and that's it. Um, and then nothing comes of it. Uh, it could be that he didn't do anything actually that wrong. Maybe yeah. they did all freely choose to go there. They thought they could make some money. They weren't happy with the money they made, and now they came back and they're trying to burn him. It could be that he actually did engage in a whole bunch of fucked up shit, and we're going to see way more released from the Romanian authorities. But it could be anything. How about so. this? I'm going to re-ask the question because oh, okay. forget about predictions. Who knows what's going to happen? Because it's very easy to say. Let's just wait for the case comes out. How about this? Let's just keep it simple. Do you think that Tate? who has taken the internet by storm over the last six, 12 months, do you think he's a net negative or a net positive for society and specifically young men? What do you think, Alex? I would say net positive overall. Net positive. Yeah. Why? Um, there's some things he says that are a little cringe that I disagree with, but overall about like making men more masculine, taking accountability, working out, getting your finances in order, those are all good messages. Fully agree. How about you, Pearl? You've interviewed him. You sat with him. You're the last one of us to actually see him in the flesh, net negative or net positive for society? Um, I would say net positive. I think most of his message is about self-improvement. I agree. So, yeah, I would say net yeah. positive. Like, but it's easy to call him a chauvinist and a, a misogynist, a, a, but that's, that's a negative thing these days is mm -hmm. telling men to improve. How about you? Back to you. Do you think he's a net? What do you think? Net negative or net I positive? I say net negative. Do we need another guide here saying go to the gym, get your finances in order, like be a man? I, I don't know how much like uniqueness he's offering there that's valid. You um, have to admit that he's very unique, bro. Is he really? I mean, like he is in like the hyper consumerist, like look at all my fucking cars sense. But, I think like, that's. I, don't know. I think that's. I think that's bullshit. I think if he was just you can, you okay, argue, what some, I think if he was Ubering everywhere, the message would be just more as powerful. People, probably in six months than most people yes. have in their entire career. Yeah, you're doing reach people I, that were never involved in what, self you said he's unique. Give me some unique messages from Tate. Well, no. It doesn't have to be a unique message. It's about the impact. Yeah. And you can't you can't I, I you can't interview deny people the on the street all the time, like young kids, and they're like the biggest Tate fans. Like I have never seen anyone with that much of a reach. Like yeah, but I mean, I don't know. If my fucking 11-year-old son was a huge tape fan, that would very fucking scare me. <laughs> All right, well, then really let me flip it on me. you. Yeah. Who do you want your 11-year-old son to admire and you can't say a video gamer? I can't say a video gamer? Can't say it. Um, who do you want your 11-year-old? This goes back to the young destiny of who he was going to look up to. 
if it's not someone like Tate, who do you want your 11-year-old son looking up to these days? Damn. I, it's, I would say that probably it would be relevant to whatever career he wanted to go into. He's so 11 he years old. To, he gives a shit about career. Well, yeah, so right now <laughs> so he looks up to like fucking being, movie characters. He likes Spider-Man okay. and shit like that. So okay. I think like Marvel superheroes are probably okay for a kid to right. look up to. That's fair. Yeah. So a lot, of, real, a lot of young kids would say that he's the closest <laughs> thing to that in real life. Mm -hmm. Kickboxer, super... badass, smart, good with women, driving Bugattis, living in mansions, smoking cigars, will fuck you up and fuck your girl. Kind of a badass. Yeah, but like five out of nine of those things. Like, I don't want my kid fantasizing about Bugatti's mansions, fucking people that fucking girls. Or yeah, Bugatti, Bugatti is just a means to an end. It means you've made money and so you have a Bugatti. Listen, I have enough money to buy a nice supercar. I'd rather just keep my money in the bank because I'd like Ubering everywhere. It's, it's just a... Uh, it's just a sign of wealth. It's not like... I don't believe like, To that. me, it's a little no. excessive to have, I've got 19 supercars. It's like, you only really need one. You can't... I, when you okay. make that the focal point so often, I, I don't agree. think you can retreat behind the like, oh no, well, I'm just saying this will happen as a result of your wealth. I this agree. is like the goal for a lot of people. I agree, but I, I think a lot of it is that's his caricature. Right? It wouldn't be surprised okay, me. Well, it gives if young he men something to strive for. Yeah, I don't think it's, what is it, why is it wrong? Okay, I grew up in the most they, like the comments will always say like these are the cheapest rich people I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Like they all y'all rich but you look broke. Who? <laughs> and uh, the com no the comment section, my family. <laughs> Uh, like so, so I'm I'm us? I grew up Shit. around I grew up around frugal rich people. Like yes. I understand the concept, but it's just like why is it bad for men to want to strive to have twenty supercars? Because like, I because putting you in a mindset where you think that material things are going to improve your life, like spiritually, or improve your life in like a holistic, like psychological sense, is just it's a path that I've watched so many people go down before. You spent the first half of this program. It's not shooting. to say that's the only thing, but can no, you is, can't you yeah. acknowledge that there is some benefit in striving to make a lot of money no never yes. no, i don't no, think no, no, if no, you're no. selling really? to a young man ever it would never be like if you do this you can have a supercar that would never be part of your talking points i act like you're talking to someone this that is like nitpicking huh? like, this is nitpicking yes. 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 I mean, this is like half of the fucking videos that circulate with him oh, on the no, internet he has is like too much, he has look too at my much stuff that he, that he talks about for some about. reason I, i'm like obsessed with this straw man argument thing because you've used it a few times straw, this is literally what he bro you only can talk at one time okay you're talking to somebody that doesn't have a car okay. because he doesn't want to fucking drive and I like being Ubered around. But I could buy a Maserati for 100 sure. grand, no problem. But I prefer not to. Okay. So for, for me to defend Tate, just understand the fact that I'm not a car guy. It, the, the, the message is not about the Bugatti. The Bugatti is the reward after doing everything he talks about in his message. Becoming better, faster, stronger, cooler, wealthier, sexier, healthier, all that then you can get the Bugatti. But don't get lost in the sauce. That is the message. And once you make the money and get the fame and get the success, if you want to go buy a fucking what color is your Bugatti, go for it. Or buy 19. But to say, oh, Tate, he's got a bad message because of the Bugatti, that's, that's the carrot at the end like to, to like motivate you. But that's not the reason that you're in the gym every day. That's not the reason that you're working your ass off. That's not the, easy, the reason that you're trying to improve. It's just, it's like, that's why I was saying it's like a straw man argument that it's all about material. It's not. That's like the, 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 the payoff at the end. But like the, 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 the essence of what he's doing is male self-improvement. And I, th I think you would agree with that, no? That's the biggest cope I've ever heard in my life. Cope? Yeah. Cope. That was so mean? much cope. Cope of what? what? Where are the videos showing that like if you live like a fulfilling life, 
this is what awaits you at the end. Maybe it's a happy marriage. Maybe it's like good friendships. Like maybe it's like a, a, a family that you love and care for. Maybe it's like participation in your community. Yeah, but they, if you're talking to an 18 year old kid, what are you, they what's your family? What are you talking yeah. about? They want to fucking fine. get laid that's and get okay. paid. Sure, that's that's fine. You sound like a girl. If get laid and get paid. That's like what girls say. Are you calling Destiny a girl? These are the Christian conservative values that you guys hide behind when you want clicks, but none of you actually give a fuck about, okay? This is what it's actually, this is what they actually talk about. If you've ever been in a church your entire life, when I say you guys, I mean, red pill in general are all doing you, this Christian aesthetic. I'm not right? a red pill guy. Interview a lot of red pill. You're talking about fulfillment, self improvement, all these things, okay? I've if your eyes, about if you're trying to sell somebody a car at 18, and that's where the focal point is, 19, 20, 21. Do you think that magically at 25 they're gonna be like, oh shit, I've had my eyes on the car the whole time, but like, man, I've got like a lot more fulfillment in my life now. Like, yeah, that's not dude. Gonna I, I used to want to fuck a million girls, now I have a girlfriend. Like, yeah, of course. Your 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 attitudes change as you get older. He's preaching traditional masculinity, which is attractive to a lot of men. It's like the James Bond type of fantasy. It's like, yeah, good with girls, good at fighting, have a nice car. But yeah, you get at some point where you experience that and it gets old, and maybe you do settle down, or maybe you don't. I, I've just but what I've you're saying is not going to sound sexy. To there are so many people that fall down the consumerist hole. I've seen it happen time and time. Yeah, that, that would be like family. my one criticism of but Andrew you, Tate too. Well, but that is like his major fucking I don't selling think point. So. And that's what Adam is defending. Yeah, it's like look at the cars. Like the car is the prize. No, but eventually, I, I but think, you'll you'll get the car as a result of all That's other why things. I said that I'm not a car guy, so I can't be defending yeah, getting a car. Yeah, because you're trying to put yourself because, on trial to defend his person. But I'm not attacking no, I, you. I'm not, I'm just, but what I'm saying is, it's easy. This is what I was saying with the straw man. It's easy to take his message and be like, he's just all about materialism and Bugattis. When that's not the message. It's Work harder, get better, and once you do all that and increase your status, then you can get the car. You're focusing on all he talks about have is you, getting a car. Have you ever watched like his full War Room streams? Uh, War Room streams, no, but I've seen like some of his so, long form content. Okay. Where he's so, but you've never watched like a full War, a war Room stream. stream? No. Okay, I was just wondering. <laughs> Pearl is so adorable. Mm -hmm. Just ask questions. No, no point there. Just want to know. I'm okay. Uh, let, we're, we're now at the point where we'd like to get some super chats in. Oh, we are running out of time here. Yeah. So let's get some super chats in and then we'll wrap up. I'm sorry that we're running a little bit late here today. Okay. But the crowd is on fire. I'm sure <laughs> they're they very excited out there. Are yes. they? Yeah. <laughs> in the chat. Yeah. Nat, go ahead. Shine for us right now. Awesome. Well, thank you all for the super chats. We really appreciate it. We actually have a lot of people watching today, so we enjoy um, having you guys on with us. We appreciate it. So I'm going to go through the chats. We have Ben Mick. A uh, question for the guy with the blue hair. Why do you put building a factory over entertainment of your audience? Better be. Uh, then we have hey one. Hey, guy with the blue hair with no name. <laughs> His name, His name is, is Destiny. Destiny. That's what you're uh, Then we have uh, uh, YNG Skirt, uh, Major L on the panel, Alex. Um, we want Sneeko. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ice, uh, he said, uh, you link Destiny the game and not Destiny. We changed that. Thank you very much. We have DL Sane. I really want to know your podcast. Actually, he did message me like on Instagram. So hello to you, DL Sane. We appreciate your, all your super chats. Uh, what's good, people? Salute to the panel. Will Valuetainment team be at the Fresh and Fit 1 million event next week? Happy New Year. Then we have Splendid Badger. Uh, follow your passion. Through doing so, you will unlock many things about yourself. Be true to your word and know the, to admit uh, you have made a mistake. Uh, then we have Robert Blake. Nat is a hero we deserve. We love you. Uh, college is overrated even though even for most people, and anyone can develop skills today or go into a trade. College isn't safe, and the only guarantee is debt. Nobody is safe. Quality for life, uh, life you want. 
Uh, SB, uh, I'm so happy and cultural contribution pays my rent. Uh, uh, think like the 1%. The unjust arrest of Andrew Tate was a direct attack on manhood. You can arrest a man, but you cannot arrest his ideas. Andrew's impact on men has sparked a change in awareness that cannot be undone. And we have SB again. Uh, reminder, the woman with the blue hair, it's a, it's a man, his name is Destiny. Uh, he never worked a real job in his life. Uh, funny Republican, started my channel in February 2021, up to almost 550,000. Pearl is right, the shorts are where it's at. Video editing is a backbone of my channel. Shout out to Pearl and the Sara. Adam shouts out my channel. Uh, DW, Alex sounds like Sneeko, by the way he talks. Uh, and then we have Nico Blinks. I feel insulted. <laughs> Damn. Then we have uh, Nico Blinks. For 90% of people going to college or trade school, it's likely best. Video editors make dirt, lol. 90% of people who put aside higher education end up doing just nothing. Education is foundation. Then we have Think Like 1% again. Uh, the unjust, oh, he said the same thing. The unjust of Andrew Tate. See your chat. Uh, Terrell Xavier, the only 27% of college grads have job related to their degree. Success from college comes from networking. Uh, uni is one of the indoctrine, not education. House of Haas. Uh, Adam, you need to improve with the, I'm um, sorry, you can't see that. Uh, what are you gonna ask next? What's your favorite color? The audience already knows the guest. Um, I think it was from the beginning. Uh, then we have another one. Uh, we did that one. SB, Natalia Single, Holy Based. All right. Beaten Cheeks is back. He said, someone gives Steven, Steven his pad. His emotions are out. Uh, yes. SB, what corporate job in America has this happened to? Bro, you get fired for anything regarding sexual harassment. Iron Panther, Destiny, must have forgotten about Loudoun County, uh, where trans teen claiming to be trans grape, uh, grapped. Uh, two girls. Uh, osmosis Graped. Graped. Oh, what a word. Uh, osmosis reacts. Pearl practicing saying, mm-hmm, when listening. Uh, DW, uh, I like how Destiny completely ignores how easy it is for 80% of men to be unattractive to women. If you blame men for this, you're the victim blaming. Uh, uh, Sean Z, the prove... This proves that women's past matters. Uh, Terrell Xavier, the bottom of society shows it's harder to be a man. Joe R, uh, the gold digging can work in reverse sometimes, but what about rich women screening for men instead of their money? We've got Fut Bucker. Uh, he said, too emotional upfront, won't be in uh, she won't be interested. Not emotional over time, she won't stay with you. Uh, then we have happy. I think the best uh, phraseology for showing emotion is women is be as stoic as you are capable, not as stoic as possible. I appreciate all of your conversations. You are all tens in my book. Thanks, happy. Oh, wow. I like you, you happy. You're a 10. Nice. There's your scale, one out of 10. Uh, all about last, that one through 10 scale. <laughs> last few. Uh, TSG coming soon. Would you agree that these days men are afraid of how women will respond? to not receiving special treatment more than just trying to clap cheeks. Uh, then we have Ragumad. Y'all surrounded Pearl with two cucks. Come on, man. Uh, Black Phoenix. Uh, men are taught to control their emotions, not hold them. Men are open are open up more to an, uh, other men in general. Emotional men can't control their emotions at the end of their own destruction. Ice. Why doesn't Tate buy hair plugs and a new chin? Uh, the alien light, the fact that Pearl can explain the male perspective better than Hafiz or Destiny is a social, red, a societal red flag. Uh, YG Skirt, shout out to Destiny for exposing Tate. Uh, Terrell Clark, so if a man buys a girl a plane ticket to meet him in another country, it's considered sex trafficking. Uh, then we have uh, the alien light, the fact, oh, he said that one. Uh, then we have the naughty bear. 
pale berry, I support you, Destiny. The only thing that has been sex trafficked is your hair. Adam, keep cooking. And yes, Pearl, very nice legs. Uh, then we have Taylor Xavier again. Okay, Des Pearl. Okay, you got them legs, girl. Okay, girl. It's that volleyball. Uh, then uh -oh, we have. Oh, that's a bumper sand spike right there. <laughs> then we have Terrell Xavier. Destiny was Hugh was Hugh Hefner a sex trafficker? How is uh, cam work sex? Loverboy method was pimping girls for sex, not sitting on cam asking for tips. Then we have Rusty Sack Sackleford. Destiny is a male chevrist uh, because he doesn't believe Chauvinist. women thinks uh, women are inherently smart or strong enough to say no to men, hence no accountability. Chris, please react to the Tate speed. Became a millionaire using these uh, girls' fresh and fit clips. It's an Andrew explaining how he started the cam business. Uh, then we have uh, Rusty Sacklehole, Destiny. Oh, we already did that one. Uh, we have Merrick. How could someone support conditional agency exclusive to women? A woman adult that can make criminal decisions or not. It's not sex trafficking if an adult, if the adult victim agrees to the crime with promise of reward. Um, then we have the modern stay-at-home mom. Leftists are exhausting. You are either believing women are empowered or you didn't. You just, because you hate Tate doesn't mean that you're helpless victims. Hey, Jose, Tate set up the whole, Tate set this up so people like this fake can start talking 100 miles an hour about nonsense and now he's on CNN. Anthony B, what unique messages do you provide, Destiny? Joe Pio, blue haired, um, is doomed. SB, Sonic is. You guys a lot of money today. Yeah. Thanks, Sonic buddy. is delusional. <laughs> I know, they'll be me. paying for this. Um, Sonic is delusional for probably just mad his son would prefer Tate was his biological dad, Sonic, female. Um, Higo, Destiny is literally upset that people strive to make money. Don Blackwell, I knew Blue, Pe Blue Beetle would suck. Uh, never lose, I'm like starting to get them as I read them, sorry. Uh, never lose Forex and crypto. Destiny's not um, even straight. Why does he keep trying to aggressively tell straight men what to do if he doesn't make sense anyway? Uh, Alex, why does uh, Destiny think the opposition is a cult, yet his opinions never change? He thinks that Tate is an Antichrist. Here I am not agreeing with Tate always, and I can respect some of Destiny's views here. Lou Castley, can you bring back the lead attorney and also Robert to Blake to discuss business, entrepreneurship, divorce law, and the real world perspective? Um, then we have a few more that just came up that I'll read um, at the end. But thank you all for the super chats today. We appreciate it. I know like you guys spend money to roast some of us on here, but thanks for the super chats. And make sure you guys like and subscribe to the channel. And let's continue. Uh -huh. All right. Well, we got about five minutes left, yes. so we're going to wrap up. Um, and I would like to end on a positive note. I think we, we had a very spirited discussion here. I don't think we disagreed on too much. I think... You thought you'd be at a negative one right now. I think you're fine. I think you're doing all right. Yeah. Um, is it is it fair to say uh, that we all would like to see men improve? Is that fair? Si, senor. Right? Mm -hmm. Do you even stand for that? Yeah, I th of course. Yeah. Okay. Of course he does. That's fair. Um, would it also be fair to say that nobody is coming to save you? Like you, the proverbial you. Like nobody's coming in to save you, to help you get better. Like you need to do it yourself. Yes. Is that fair to say? Okay. Unless Since you're a woman, you can just marry a guy. Unless you're a what? Exactly. <laughs> so someone I get, will. Someone I want, always will. I want to get your guys' take on or what you, can you agree actually. To sex trafficking. Oh Jesus Christ! You can agree. Pearl, 
I want to get your advice on what <laughs> you're seeing out there on what men can do to actually improve these days. Like, give me some tangible advice. Since we're all agreement <laughs> that we want to see men improve and get better, mm-hmm. I always say I want to see men get paid, laid, and do it their way. And I have a accountability for that, which I'll explain. But I want to get you guys are the experts. You guys deal with, with, with a ton of people. You have a ton of followers. Going down the line here, give me your best advice of what you're seeing out there, especially on the relationship side of things. Uh, of where men can really improve these days? I think a lot of guys really struggle with photos. So if you just get really good photos with good lighting and good angles and you set up a decent social media and Tinder, you can be a lot of girls that way. I think if you can get better at screening girls and not wasting your time for girls who are looking for different things than you, then you can save a lot of time. I'd say those two things probably. So number one is photos. If you want to meet girls on the internet, and most girls you meet in real life, they will ask for your Instagram anyway. So photos matter either way. Okay. Miss Pearly things, you interviewed a lot of feminists and boss babes. You interviewed a lot of whack job girls. So from a girl's perspective, what should men do to A, improve, but B, not get caught up in something where they can get their lives ruined by some of these women? Um, I improve, I would just say um, go to the gym because I think mo- like that's one of the first things that girls talk about that they want is like, Good body. Um, and then the... Why are you laughing? That's just so not true. But <laughs> you don't like, think so? Absolutely not. You're telling a girl mm-hmm. that girls tell her things that that's not true? Absolutely not. Yeah, I, I disagree <laughs> with Destiny on that. It's yeah. just fitness matters. Fitness matters. Of course fitness matters, bro. Yeah, but it's not number one. It's not going to be even close to number one. I don't think it's... Okay. It's important. No, it is. But But you can't improve your intelligence, but you can't improve your physique. That's what I'm saying. Like, I just think. Let me put it this way. If you're a guy. That's one thing that every guy has control over. If you're like a moderately, like, as long as you're not 300 fucking pounds, mm -hmm. you're not losing women because you're not fit enough. At that point, you've got. You are 100%. If you are. Well, I mean, I'm not saying you're all losing. Okay, let me rephrase that. If you're single and you're just like a normal, like, skinny fat dude or whatever, you're you're not single because you're not at the gym. Going to the gym isn't going to change it's that. It's one of the reasons that's holding you back. It, you're it's, getting it's, less it's, matches it's like on, on Tinder, less girls are checking you out, less girls are staring at you, you're getting less choosing signals. Not if your pockets are big enough. Pa- or you've got, oh, like, if you've got, got the money. Yeah, if you want to leave with or money. Or let's, let Pro, let's let Pearl answer this. Yeah, sorry, yeah. He'll give his I, answer. I, mean, I just had a little laugh. I, said, okay, I, said, I got called out for a little laugh. I said one of the things, okay? I just think everyone's in control of fitness. Pearl just wants a six pack, we get Okay. All right, Destiny, go ahead. I didn't think this would be such a hot Since going to the gym and looking better is not one of them, what is it for you? Well, you can do that. That's fine. You just said that, bro. I just said it's not the number one fucking thing. I just had a little laugh. I said one of the. I said one of the. Shouted at me. I'm just having a little giggle. <laughs> I'm having a giggle over here, okay? You shouted at yeah, me. This guy's like two feet taller than me, okay? I'm getting scared. I'm just having a little laugh over here, okay? Jesus. Go ahead, sir. My, my advice Male to everybody on everything what can men do? is always uh, don't fucking reinvent the wheel. Um, there are things that work. You're not going to find very much like novel advice. Um, improving yourself is oftentimes incredibly simple. It's just not always easy. Mm-hmm. So things like uh, the four pillars that I always focus on is diet, Make sure your diet is okay. Not as much processed food, not as much sugar. Uh, exercise, but no gym. <laughs> ju- just like yeah, exercise is one of the four. Make sure you're moving your body. You don't have to be a fucking power lifter, but just like get out and do something for like 30 to 60 minutes every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure your sleep is in order. Everybody discounts this. If you're sleeping four hours a night, you're destroying your fucking brain. Don't do that. Get your full seven, eight, nine hours, whatever the fuck you need, and have some friends that you see in real life, not just behind a computer screen. Those are like the four areas that I think everybody should try to like get those in balance. I like that friends thing. I abide by. 
a certain mantra in my life and then I try to apply it to a, 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 how I apply this into an every man's life. I wake up every day and I say, I am thankful and grateful and want to improve my health, my wealth, and my happiness. And happiness comes from having meaning and purpose in your life and actually having friends and valuable friendships. I really believe that. How does that help men? Okay, let's talk about wealth. Everything that comes with wealth is a pillar of being a man. Having success, having money, having network, having your, your network is your net worth, having being able to interact. Everything that comes with wealth is amazingly powerful for a man. You could be a fat loser piece of shit, but if you're a billionaire, pussy's coming. Okay, so like, number one. Number two, health. Everything with health that you're talking about, it's not just being a six pack, it's your physique, it's how you look. You cannot even be in that good of a shape if you dress well, have swag, muscles, six pack. Everything with your health, I think is important. Everything you talked about sleep, super important. And the last thing is happiness. Now, what does happiness mean? Happiness in terms of your life, that's important, but I'm talking male self-improvement if you wanna get girls, happiness. Girls, they're attract, they, girls just want to have fun. I say this all the time. Girls just want to be happy. But there's different types of men. Like there's men who are intellectuals. There's men who are smart. There are men who got, are funny. There are men who are suave. There are men who are like Juan Don DeMarco. There's a, a million different categories of game that you can be to make a girl happy. Which one are you? Like if you're not a funny guy, right, then you need to double down on what your skill set is. Maybe you're suave or slick or you got lines or whatever. Like Alex, I don't know if you're doing stand-up comedy these days, but you've got fucking lines galore. So you double down on that. And it, here's my point. If you're in the top 10% as a man in any of those three, top 10% in wealth, top 10% in the health, right? Looking good, having a suit, looking good, having swag and all that, or top 10% in the ability to make a girl happy, game, like what does MLD always say? Money, muscles, game. Like if you're in the top 10% of any of that, the world's your oyster. If you're, if you're in the top 10% of two or even three of those, bro, you're, you're literally Andrew Tate at that point. I don't want to trigger you right now. <laughs> or you're Leonardo DiCaprio or you're Matthew McConaughey. That's what it takes to be a man. All right. Thank you for the male advice. Uh, you, you have one more super chat? Yeah, I've got like three more last minute super last chats. Last super so chats, wait. and then we're going to give the final thing here. Okay, all right. We'll start with this one right here. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, Big Beluga, Destiny, you're wrong. Snake, uh, smoke, smigarettes. Big boss smoke, smigars. Specific what snake you're talking about. Next time, kid. I'm lost. <laughs> Um, David, okay. uh, Tristan is on camera saying they've also flown women around Europe to be pornographic videos after they've committed fraud and coercion. Cool cat, Varush, uh, would have won this debate. Happy, you're back. We're happy you're back. I'm just writing this so you guys don't have to sit there longer because you look tired <laughs> and I kind of get um, a kick out of you guys suffering. Sorry. <laughs> then we have Joker. Uh, question for Adam. Would you consider bringing Iman Gadzi or Luke Belmar on the Saucecast? Both are high-value guys and Red Pill-based AF. Blue Baggins. No, no man I don't know those listen. names, but take a screenshot or reach you. out to them. No man should listen to Destiny. I actually like Destiny's perspective. I think that's part of also like my closing message, too, is, you know, I mean, as a man, like, for me, like, Similar is like wealth, health, and I think finding your passion. I think through doing those things, it will create habits that will essentially help make a man feel happy and fulfilled. Um, I don't think fulfillment comes from physical objects. I think it's through the things that you do and the people that you serve. 
Um, so that's kind of like where I'm at with that. Okay. Um, and then those are all the chats. Oh, we have one last chat here. Destiny uh, likes to argue. Every podcast I see him on, he's almost never agreed at any point. That's how I know him on YouTube. I mean, hey, I think that's important just because... Destiny, you give very valid points, even if, even if I do disagree with some of the things that you yeah. agree with very much so. Um, but I think that's super yeah. important for people, especially in this realm, to listen to that perspective and really consider a perspective that's not being pushed so much today. Um, so I would say, I know we got some Destiny haters, but I appreciate you, oh. you know standing your ground in a, in a place where it's not so much welcomed all the time. I think Destiny's great. I think he's yeah. doing his thing. I all used to good. be really shy about these things, but I started watching so many of the Andrew Tate videos. That I just <laughs> there you <laughs> go. I needed, you know, and I was, yeah. Nice. Okay, guys, here's the last. Uh, it's the last. It's the first Friday of the year, right? It's a new year, new you. Everyone's got New Year's resolutions. I'm sure, uh, you know, it's the sixth today. Happy Insurrection Day, by the way. We didn't go there. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um, our, our friend today said uh, it's the sixth day of the year I've already broke seven of my New Year's resolutions our friend Vinny shout out so I want to hear from you guys major players in your space what are your New Year's resolutions mm. give me one thing and like what are you looking forward to improving upon this year yourselves let's start with the lovely Pearl first what's your New Year resolution or something that you're looking forward to this year um, my New Year's resolution was to lose like 15 pounds, and I wanted to what? squat 250. So, Pearl, you want to lose 15 more pounds? Yeah, and then squat 250, I've, and maybe deadlift 300. I got to like 285, so I was trying to hit 300 pound deadlift. But if you well, lose that and then you lift like that, you're probably even out. Maybe maybe I'll do one and not maybe the other. Maybe you should do like inches. Maybe you like measure your inches instead of a I don't, number. I haven't really thought about it that much. Okay. Mm. So, so, so like, your New Year's resolution is mm. to get in even better shape mm -hmm. so you can clown the whales even more. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just tired of these whales saying I'm not thin enough. Because like, ah. and so then, I, so now when I drop my whale merch, <laughs> that's my other New Year's resolution, whale merch. <laughs> I feel like this time next year, this is my prediction for Pearl. Mm. You're going to have a man, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I think you are. We'll see. You know, on stage, rock stars get the panties thrown at them on YouTube. Mantis. <laughs> Pearl's got the mantis. <laughs> All right, Alex, you've got a lot of friends out there. You've got a lot of foes out there. Quite and a you few. Don't, you, don't, you don't have a problem mixing it up with people. That's what I know about you. And I appreciate you being on, back on the show today. Sure, man. What's your New Year's resolution? What are you looking forward to in 2020? 23. Uh, I have two. One, I think that you're going to appreciate. The first one is pretty cliche. I just want to blow up my channel, get to maybe half a million subs. The second one is I would like to get Rolo to man up and get, uh, debate me for once. Mm. Wow. I think you can make that happen, Adam. I think mm. I'm the man to make that happen. I think I'm the man to make that happen. So, Rolo, when you hear this, Alex has publicly called you out not once, but twice now on SauceCast. So, let's see what I could do. But that's, your, that's the person that you would like to debate. Mm. No, I mean, he's not in the top five. It's just a running joke on my channel at this point. because He's, he's not in your top not five? Not even in the no, top No, like, five. I would love to. If oh. I could, like, yeah, like, debate anyone in the world, it would probably be someone way more influential than Rolo. But I'm just saying, I just think that's a person who have a realistic shot of debating, which would be really funny for my audience. And I think that's someone who I have a lot of ideas I disagree with. 
What's the number one thing you would want to argue with Roller about? The number one topic. If, the, if, if we only had one topic to discuss, what would it be? I mean, it's hard. I mean, we could get into hypergamy. Like, I think he way overblows it. And I think also it applies to both genders. Both Every single person wants to date up. It's not something that's just exclusive to women. So I would say hypergamy, iron rule number two, iron rule number four. I mean, it's a long list. Huh. All right. Well, Rolo's a friend. He's a colleague. And we've done some stuff together. And I'll certainly see what I could do on that. By the way, join the list of people that want to uh, debate Rolo. <laughs> that's kind of his thing. All right, Destiny. Other than selling more merch and wearing more dope sweatpants... <laughs> What's Being your, meaner what's, to people. That's my 2023 goal. To be what? Be meaner to people. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be meaner to people. In uh, 2022, I made like uh, really great strides towards being like empathetic towards like red pill people, conservative mm. people. Yeah. And I made like really big inroads to a lot of those types of communities. But I don't think I pushed as hard as I would have wanted to on the things mm. that I believe in. So now when I show up on shows like this or Fresh and Fit, I try to like lean in a little bit more into the things that I believe. Yeah. Well, I've said it privately and I've said it publicly. I love that. I'm a fan of Destiny. Yeah. All right? I don't know. There's something likable. There's something hateable to the guy. Yeah, don't yeah, get yeah. me wrong. <laughs> a lot of people hate this guy. But there's something when you meet him in person that you're likable about the guy. I like quick people. Yeah. I like quick people. I like people that can snap. Bing, 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 bing. He's one of those people. I like that. So yeah. respect to you. Here's my New Year's resolution. Number one, uh, clarity. Like I talked about what, what it, you know, what it, whether it's harder to be a man, whether to be a woman, I think it's so important to be fucking crystal clear on what you're trying to do. Okay, I've been, I, I've all, my, my whole problem that I've had in life, it's a good problem and a bad problem. Whatever I've done, I've always been good at. But I've never been great at anything until I put my mind to it. Like I got great at financial sales and made some money, all good, but I got great at that. Now I'm trying to become very great at being a host. And that leads into number two, being clear on what we're trying to do here at Valuetainment on SauceCast. And this is kind of what it looks like is, Hosting debates, being impartial. A week ago, we did a debate with Afiz. That was fantastic. Mm -hmm. We've had you with some OnlyFans girls. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm here to play my role. I'm here to have. I'm here to be an arbiter of society, an arbiter of truth. You guys don't all get along on everything and disagree and agree on everything, but I think this has been a fantastic show. I think what this needs to be on Sauscast here is a platform for open discussion. Come right on in as the audience. Give your hateful comments. Say that Destiny's a cuck. Say that he's the man. Mm -hmm. Say that Pearl's the, the hottest thing in the world. Say that she's a fucking whale lover. Say whatever. <laughs> say Alex is a cool guy. Say he's not. I don't care. Make your comments. It's all good. But this is a place for open debate, open discussion, yes. where all types of thoughts and feelings <laughs> and emotions can exist. See what I did there? Yeah. Emotions <laughs> as a man. Anyway, I really appreciate you guys being here today. Um, Nat, final thoughts on the show? Anything you want the other people to know? Go uh, ahead. Final thoughts. Uh, thank you all for tuning in today. We really appreciate each and, each and every one of you guys who tune in, like the video, and subscribe to the channel. You know, what we're doing here is we're really trying to... Uh, give good conversation and different perspectives for you guys. Um, so we do appreciate the chats, but just know, uh, don't forget to get the value that comes from the Value Team and Money channel here. Oh. Um, but aside from that, uh, that's all I have to say. Guys, Take Happy New Year. It is the first weekend of the new year. Don't blow your load on the first weekend. <laughs> all right? Take it easy. Mm -hmm. We'll see you guys next week. Back here on Valuetainment. Oh, Let's get some smoke get some out smoke. here. This, this right here oh, is for that. Pearl. Yes. A million subscribers. This is what happens for Pearl on the show. Can we get the smoke going? Oh, Forehead? Maybe some music. <laughs> I don't know. 
But thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys for subscribing. Like the video. And like Destiny. He's a very likable yes. guy. We'll see you guys next time. Save that money. We out. Okay.